The Cleveland Moto Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped Lawn Mower 4.0. All right, welcome to another Cleveland Moto Podcast. And uh, check the board. We're at episode number 342. Two, 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 two. Light them up. Spin thanks, the tires. Thanks the to tires. Dan. Thanks to Dan. Dan set the board up way early. He got here plenty, plenty early. And to my left, we have a new podcaster. Uh, introduce yourself. Well, in Ohio, I'm Harley Bob. In Mexico, I'm Ohio Bob. So I'm Bob. <laughs> <laughs> that works great. Yeah, the Harley Bob. Uh, for people who stop by our camp at Mid-Ohio... Harley Bob and Dan were set up, and everybody kept coming over to my... He was like, man, who's that Bob guy? I'm like, oh, Dan brought him. He's a real cool guy. And, oh, yeah, man, I love that guy. Man, we got to have him to more stuff. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Fucking cool, man. I gave everyone 10 bucks to say that. Yeah, it was money well spent. Yeah, that was good marketing. I, and I, My problem with them, though, is every time I'd go over to hang out with these two, I'd be like, I'm just going to stop for five minutes and hang out. Yep. And then five hours later, yeah. three joints and something else right. later, I was yeah. still sitting You're there. You're still right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a time warp, man. Yeah. And to his left. Dan Kropke. Dan, uh, Dan showed up tonight on your Triumph, and then something weird happened because somebody rode yeah, a Triumph. I got, I got out Triumph. Fucking A, yeah. you got out triumphed. Yeah. You got trumped. You got triumphed. Yeah, that's exactly triumphed. it. You triumphed trumped. And so to his left is Steve Sleepy. And we'll get we'll get into that because yeah, Steve's responsible for out triumphing Dan. And then to his left, Johnny Mac. And Steve Hofford. So here's our show for the night. And you guys might notice you you guys are gonna hear some street noise because we're doing uh what we would normally call a crackle cast, but you can hear it's a cricket cast. Yeah. Those are crickets. Those are crickets. Um, it is first, uh, you know, the first good outing in September for us. Um, you're from Ohio. You love September. That's just part of being from Ohio. It's just you love that because you know that that means fall's coming. And we get cr- like people the, from Ohio get stupid when fall lands. And the bugs are dead. The bugs are all gone. Yeah, Not yet. Right. But they will yeah, be. They will be. Yep. The bugs are going away. And the weather's just been awesome. I mean, it's like crisp 70 degrees. Perfect time to ride your motorcycle. It has been perfect. You have to be careful, though, when riding your motorcycle in Ohio in September and October. Yeah. Because white girls will dash across the street to get pumpkin spice lattes yes. anytime, it, it, anywhere. I don't know if they've actually lit the pumpkin pumpkin spice lantern. Yeah. But oh, yeah. it is hilarious that, yes, September 1, it used to be Labor Day. Now it's clearly September 1 when Ohio is like, bring out the orange, bring out the Halloween decorations. Uh, Rob was here today building bikes. He works at Lowe's and he goes, Phil, I just want to let you know, you know, it's a tough day at work today. Uh, we got the snow blowers in. <laughs> He's like, yeah, they had to put away all the lawnmowers and had to break out all the snow blowers. I was like, wow, man, September one, having snow blower inventory out and present September one means that if you're shoveling your driveway, you know, and you give yourself a heart attack, you've had a very long time to prepare for that. Oh yeah, did you get a handle with care text from his mom? Oh yeah, because he's having a bad day. You can text your teacher. Literally text your teacher. That's funny. Oh, that's hilarious. Handle with care. Handle with care. He's having a rough day. Farmer's Almanac says it's going to be a terrible winter. Oh my! So that's I've never heard that before. Okay, so that's the second (laughs) quoting of the farmers farmers almanac I've had this week, and I haven't heard anybody say boo about the almanac in ages. 
And you're the second person this week to mention the Almanac. Oh, we'll let some of this get through. This is going to be great. Yeah, bring it on, boys. Um, here at the shop, that's Cleveland EMS taking another uh, meth overdose down to um, our Fairview Park Hospital. That happens about 29 times a day in front of our shop. So you get real used to that. Kind of puts your teeth right on edge. But um, for those who haven't been to the shop, our shop is uh, right on Lorraine Road, which is, you know, uh, Route 10. And it's a major The, the Narcan is flowing tonight. The Narcan is flowing tonight. Oh, yeah. Narcan for all my friends. But just... Like, not even slightly kidding around, autumn for Clevelanders is a whole new game. It's just like nobody has to worry about swimsuit body anymore. It's like get into the hard liquor, get into the the thirsty drinks. You speak about autumn. I just saw Autumn Sabine. Yeah. At Meet Your Teacher Night. At Meet Your Teacher Night. <laughs> so there's shout out to Our Autumn. friend Autumn. Yeah. And she's got her new 70s hairdo. So yeah. So she's she, got this. She looks totally different. She looks totally different now. Yeah. You're like, who is that person? And you're like, she changed her hair and she went with the full like 70s do. Yep. And it's and she's super cool. Like we all love Autumn. She's great. And uh, but yeah, she's one of our local teachers. Well, they were sitting teacher. there. She was going through her teachers and I'm like, Miss Sabine. I'm yeah. like, I know Sabine. And right. I believe she's a teacher there. I believe she is a teacher there. Viper's art teacher. Same thing happened to me. I recently got some dental work done and I happened to be sitting in a chair at Dr. Hippler's office. Mm. Okay. First of all. His name's not John, it's Opie. <laughs> All right? Just to clarify. Because I have this guy Bob in my mouth. Mm. So this dude Bob's all up in my mouth, like with both hands. And he's like, oh, so you're a friend of Opie's. Yep. And then I went back last night to get some other work done. and uh, Or yesterday afternoon. And I had Helen, I had Helen in my mouth. Mm. So Helen was in my mouth and Bob were in my mouth over there. And they both speak very highly of Opie. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's. As long as Opie wasn't in your mouth, right? Uh, yes, we're all good. Ten bucks well spent. Yes, exactly. <laughs> ten bucks is ten bucks. Yeah. Fucking root canals. Here's, you know, we're not going to let John play this one, okay? Well, but by all means, I'm going to tell you, I had a root canal done by a guy named Doctor Vig, okay? Which is hilarious in Did and of itself. Vig? He got his vig, all right. So my root canal took 41 minutes. Not a root canal in like a one root tooth a three root monster back of my mouth and he had to go through the bridge to get to the you know the molar that's anchoring it all in that was going shooting pain daggers into my brain mm. it took 43 minutes from the time i sat in the chair until the time my root canal was done would anyone like to guess the price of that root canal oh five grand well bob i'll say twelve fifty. No, no, he's going to just go $1. Above 5001 <laughs> Do you have an idea? $35,000. It was $1,470 for 40 fucking minutes of work. We figured it out. It was roughly $40 a minute. So for $40 a minute. And this guy came and went like a fucking cat burglar. Like, he knew he was getting the lion's share of my entire dental program. And he was taking it all. And the hilarious thing is before you leave, they're like, so we're just going to let you know that your uh, your dental care won't cover this. So your out of pocket's going to be about set. Look, we're just going to bill your card. We're just going to bill your card in advance for $760 because we know. I'm like, you motherfuckers. If if a guy brings a motorcycle into my shop that's been in an accident, right? And it's been in a crash, I can't tell the guy with a broken bike 
well, the insurance company is going to give me $2,300 to fix your bike. But your out-of-pocket is going to be an extra $700 or an extra $1,200 or an extra $1,300. I can't do that. Right. If the insurance company says it's $2,300 to fix your bike, I got to fix the bike for $2,300. It's only the medical industry where they're like, yeah, well, the, the insurance agencies of the world have decided that your root canal is worth $750. Bucks. But why is it that the dentists and your dental plan yeah. is like some like sub- uh, it's 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 not a medical plan. Like medical plans pay right. for almost everything, and then yeah. they take like the procedures like five thousand dollars, and they knock it down to two hundred fifty dollars, and they take it. Right, exactly. But your dental plan, they always gig you for the rest of the money. Absolutely, I know. why is that? Because it's dental. Because and, and, they can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, because, I want to know how how they de- designate some stuff cosmetic. Right. Like I have a tooth that's cracked in half. Yeah. It's fucking like I cut my tongue on this thing all the time, but they won't cover it under the plan because it's considered cosmetic. Right, exactly. Yeah, but but a root canal should not be cosmetic. Of mean, course it shouldn't. Absolutely. There should be no doubt in the world. Because your whole head's going to rot off right. if you let it go. Yeah. Well, it's, it's hilarious. And, of course, people who work at the dentist's office know about all these fucking obscure rules like, oh, well, we really need to take a panoramic x-ray. Right. But your insurance says you're only allowed to have one of those a lifetime. Right. So you had one when you were four. So we're patient, gonna, <laughs> yeah. when you're a new patient, right? Exactly, and you're like, "Come on, people, this is ridiculous." So it is. It is the biggest racket in the world. And as a guy who works on bikes and fixes bikes for a living <laughs> and deals with insurance companies five or six times a week, nobody ever, ever would in this industry be like, "Well, Dan, you know, the insurance company said that it's going to cost twelve hundred to fix your bike, but you know, Dan, you know, we're good. So you got to pay an extra twelve hundred out of pocket." No, and that's, that's gap what, insurance, though. I mean, they, yeah. they do it with cars a little yeah. bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to get gap insurance. Right, right. Yeah, it's a crazy thing, man. It's absolutely bonkers. So tonight, I did want to bring call attention to it. It's probably in the back of the shot, way, way in the back of the shot. There's a, a beautiful kind of a cherry burgundy over silver British motorcycle back there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Booty. What's going on with that, man? That's a, it's kind of a pretty looking bike. Yeah. Yeah. It's got spooky wheels. Yep. It's got one too many cylinders. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. Tell us about your tell us about your deal back there, Steve. Uh so it's a 2000 Triumph um Thunderbird. And uh it came from a friend of the podcast. I think he's been on the podcast. He's your buddy. Yep. Uh, the guy that lived on a boat. So that's it. Adam Constantine. If you guys go back and listen to the Hurricane Adam podcast. That yeah. was Hurricane Adam who had fleed um Florida, he was living down in Key West, and he fleed, I think it was maybe, it wasn't Hurricane Ida, that's the one that just hit, but it was one of those hurricanes, and he came up here yep. after, like, scuttling his boats and stuff like that. And he scuttled his Volkswagen on the way up here, he too. Did. He did. <laughs> he blew up his Volkswagen. Um, so, Adam, fantastic podcast guest. And, and his B&B. Yep, and exactly, right. His Volkswagen slash B&B, because a Volkswagen camper van in Key West is an Airbnb. Right, yeah. And he... Uh, but he came up and he did a podcast with us. And Adam, you know, he's an Ohio person, but he travels the world. I mean, yeah. he's in Mexico all the time. Like, he's a good... Yeah, what does he do? Do you know? Plays music. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he sings, you know, plays guitar and sings. Oh. Yeah. Fucking A. He's one of those guys. Yeah. So he does, like, cruise ships or something? or oh, He just kind of, he's around. No, just for the cartel. <laughs> <laughs> does, yeah, it pay, does it pay some money? Okay. Yeah, but he's like, he, when he was in Key West, he was down at Sloppy Joe's all the time. And yeah. he was, you know... Kind of one of their one of their house entertainers down there, and he's just fantastic. And like 
when he's in town, he'll play over here at Smedley's and he'll play at East 185th. He'll okay. play C bars and stuff like that. Yeah, he neglected to say that like the whole time. Yeah. Like, and the funny part was is like I got down there and then he he was at his buddy's house. Another guy that you probably know, John. John. Yeah, we know John. Yeah, and yeah. so like he's he's Captain Valkyrie. He had like ten he's Valkyries got a bunch of Valkyries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's got all the Valkyries. Yeah. He's got the Valkyrie interstate. And he's yeah. got a, a nineteen sixty something. That was his original bike triumph yeah. that he rebuilt, and it's fucking beautiful. Fantastic. Man. It's not Dan Triumph beautiful. Right. <laughs> you're a fucking museum piece, but it's there. It's really nice. But yeah, so he, I mean, he made an offer. I just, Chinese scooter money. Yeah. And I couldn't pass it up. Fantastic. And so I, I've been hating my FJ09. I still have it, but I've been right. hating it. Okay. And so yeah. I wanted a cruising kind of bike. Right. But Why the do you f- hate it? I, I, you haven't heard the story of why you hate your I can tell you a little bit of the story. He rode my verses, and the yeah. first time he rode my verses, he's like, wow, this is way smoother than my FJ09. Which is like, terrifying. Yeah, because, no. you know, that FJ09, that motor, that's a triple motor. It is. But you know? it, it, well, here's the thing, though. They, For some reason, it has a vibration. And it's not just mine. I Because I was worried it was just mine. But then, like, you know, you go on the forums, and it's right. not. From about 3,800 to about 5,600, it's terrible. Oh, it's really? just a vibey mess. It's like right when you want to be cruising on the highway, it just shakes. Every, my hands go numb after five or six minutes. I did all the things. I, I tried tightening the motor bolts. I did this and that. I, 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 I removed the sprocket with the rubber thing on it because they say that the chain ends up riding on that and it causes more vibrations really? than without it. You have all oh, these different shit on the form. And none of it worked. It's still just a vibey just, I don't know. And then and then I can't, I feel like I'm a noob on it. I can't turn in right on it. I'm sure it's something to do with the suspension. I'm, you know, yeah. whatever. I just don't want to deal with it. Like this thing, I bought it to be a cruiser, right? You kind of sit in it, like right. you're, the way you're, yeah. you're thing and stuff. The seat height's really low on those. It is. Yeah. And like for some reason, I was railing through turns. Yeah. Like I was like, I bought this to be a cruiser and now I'm going to be like. And it gives you a bunch of confidence. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. But yeah, so I like it a lot. It's. It's interesting. It sounds like a jet helicopter because mm-hmm. it doesn't have a rumble or anything. It's like, shh, it's like a whistle almost. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a, a Triumph is supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> it's a list. It's like a list. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. They're all like the stock yeah. pipes on them. They're, oh, yeah. It sounds like a sewing machine. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't get rid of the pipes because they're the pea shooters and they're just cool. So mm-hmm. you can't. Well, what we've always said about like those newer Triumphs is that they're a low energy bike. Like, right. They don't wear you out. They're yeah. just, they don't, they're not super fast. They're not super crazy. Right. But you can ride them for a longer time yeah, because they're, true. they're just yeah. not. Yep. It's but a great. and 7,000 miles. I mean, you know, it had, it has, you know, it's not a perfect title. It, I mean, it's, it's, exactly. It's a legit right. title. But it's, it's a title, just, but it has its blemishes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, the bike fell over in a garage and it broke the shift, the shift shaft off. Right. Right. The insurance company totaled the bike. For oh, yeah. That. Absolutely. So he gave me the part. I have the broken part. So where in this bike's 21-year history did the shift shaft get broken? Um, 2014. Okay. All right. So that's why. So the cost of taking that motor apart and replacing the shift shaft would have been higher than, you know, 80% of the Kelly Blue Book value of the vehicle right. or whatever. But it's and just the, crazy to think. And that- the insurance company went... We're not going to pay that. Yeah. Yeah. It's blue book value is too low for us to put $1,800 worth of work into it. Yep. 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 Exactly. So, that's what they did. so they you just. Know, my R90s are salvaged title too. It doesn't affect the operation. Well, that's of the what bike I told him. Nope. Well, that's what, when I was talking to him. So, they, what gear do you have? Third? You just ride it in third? No, I have that. <laughs> no, he put a new one on it. It's, it's, it's all oh, good. Oh, 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 and now okay. he has seven gears. Yeah. Yeah. He's got an over-overdrive. No, it's yeah. just a neutral. You, you gotta slot it in and there's a screwdriver. <laughs> you like have to reach down and... 
No, you but, guys are making fun, but when my shit fell off my bell, my Buell, so when my M2 Cyclone decided to eject wait, all of wait, its wait, shifting wait, linkage, your shit fell off the Buell. Yeah, yeah, it did. My shit <laughs> fell off the Buell. My fucking Buell that I loved so dearly. <laughs> one night, it just its Sportster motor had decided that it didn't want any more metric parts anywhere near it, and so my Sportster motor ejected the kind of strange shift linkage on a Buell M2 Cyclone because it may, it needs to make a Sportster have a shift location for a sport bike, right? Right. And so it's a kind of a weird, wonky shifting assembly anyway. And one day without any prior permission, it just ejected itself somewhere on the freeway at about 100 miles an hour. <laughs> and so when I got off the on-ramp and I'm getting off the exit ramp, and I go to downshift and my like, there's just nothing there. And I'm like, well, that's fucking odd. And so I pull the clutch in as you do. And I coast up to the light and I'm keep stabbing at the air with my foot. There's nothing there at all. And I'm hoping that there's at least pieces down there dangling so I can grab them and put it. No, no, it was just the splines coming out of the side of the motor. So I always have a Gerber tool on me no matter what. But the Gerber tool and my left hand are on the left side of the bike where the shifter are. And so is the clutch. Yeah, we have a decision to make. <laughs> and so what I had to do is I had to shut the motor off and I'm sitting at the West 25th exit ramp. So, you know, it's like homeless central. So like nice safe. while I was there, I was propositioned at least 14 times, you know, sure, sure. Hey, can I, you sell me a cigarette? I'm, I'm working on something here, man. <laughs> and so I had to get my Gerber out and then manually shift the thing into second. Yeah. So I shifted it into second and I was like, second. Yeah, that's safe. So I shifted it into second with the Gerber tool, put the Gerber tool back in, grabbed the clutch, started the motor, and then got to the shop in second gear. No problem, you know, obviously. And But then had the trouble, and this is why you don't buy a Buell. Because then I went, or at least you don't buy an M2 Cyclone. I went to the telephone, called every Harley dealer within a 200-mile radius to find the requisite hardware, the parts that came off the motorcycle. Because the parts start as standard and they end up as metric. Oh, yeah. Right? So that's the point where the metric interfaces with the standard. And son of a bitch, nobody would get me those parts at oh, all. Wow. So I had to eBay them and it took like a week and a half to get the parts I needed to put the bike back, you know, back on the road again. So, yeah, that's, uh, you know, when you, when you don't have the ability to shift, the value of the bike goes down dramatically. Yeah, definitely yeah. a little bit. But, uh, yeah, so the guy was cool. Um, it was funny, though, like. You always forget about this until you're in these situations, but bike guys are bike guys. As soon as I walked up within two minutes, I'm like, oh, these guys will be my friend. Like, they were all, everybody was cool. We ended up hanging out for an hour and a half, bullshit oh, yeah. and talking, like just having a good time. I learned all about Valkyries. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> and yeah. you're, and, and, and on this, I actually thought of you, on the lift in this garage, he had not only a CX500, oh, yeah. but a CX500 with a wind jammer and Honda Ooh. bags on the back Ooh. of it. I was like, Phil would love this bike. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Not at all. He would love that bike. Sleep. Or I'm Steve. a CX person. I'm a GL. Person. He's a GL guy for sure, but he'd still be. A GL 500 would be okay. Right. He'd be drooling yeah. over it. Because that's a way different bike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally different bike. Yeah. Totally different. The uh, that's ignition, ignition system for the first few years. Yeah. Oh, the a dude called me today. He was very proud of the fact. He's like. <laughs> Hey, yeah, uh, I need a, I need to get a clutch. Uh, I need to get a clutch put in or, or my bike, and um, it's real easy. Like seventeen people gave me your phone number, and I'm like, you mean every other shop in Cleveland? He's yeah. like, yeah, pretty much. I was like, so what do you got? So why are we the last shop you call? <laughs> right, yeah, and he goes, well, no, he called somebody else after he got done calling me because I didn't. I told he was like, so it just needs a clutch, and I'm like, oh really? It just needs a clutch, huh? What 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 bike is it? He goes, well, it's a Honda, and I said, keep talking. 
He goes, well, it's a CX-500. I said, yeah, I said, yeah. and he goes, it's a 1980. It's real nice. And I was like, yeah, but you have a mystery clutch problem. Like, you don't, you really don't know what's wrong with this bike. You're just assuming it's a clutch problem. And he's like, well, yo, can I bring it by tomorrow? And I was like, no, you can't bring it by tomorrow. No way. I'm going to give you, you're going to call me back in December, like December 2nd. And then depending on how my December is looking, I'm going to give you a number. And that number will be higher than the value of the CX-500. <laughs> and if you really want me to work on it in December, I might. We'll see how it goes. But like, that's what it is. You don't, you know, you just don't make the assumption that somebody's going to work on that bike. Yeah. And at least, you know, he didn't like come and drop it off thinking, okay, it'll be done in two weeks. We had two of those this week. We had two people this week that just straight up dropped their bikes off at my shop with no permission granted whatsoever. They dropped the bike <laughs> off note. and I came out, no note, no nothing. And I go in and listen to the voicemail. Hey man, I dropped my uh, 08 Triumph uh, 675 off there um, because the Triumph dealer won't work on it. <laughs> now wait a second the triumph- i borrowed a truck to take it to the triumph dealer they wouldn't work on it i yeah. found the closest dealership yep. dropped it off and got dropped, the fuck out of yes, there yes and i fucking ran away and i looked at this bike and this bike was at least four different motorcycles <laughs> this bike had been stolen at least three times uh, right and i could tell every time it got stolen different parts got painted yeah you know and so i listened to this guy's voicemail and he's like yeah it needs an all it needs is a clutch cover Really? That's all it needs? Oh, all it needs is a clutch, clutch cover because it won't shift. Oh, that's not a clutch cover problem. <laughs> hey, and the motor makes a weird noise. Okay, yeah, tell me more. Like, and I'm listening to this voicemail, and it's just getting worse. And he's like, yeah, and for some reason, the keys won't open the gas tank. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, okay, great. I call the guy up, and I'm like, yeah, first things first. Triumph will work on bikes that are, you know, less than 15 years old. Your bike's only 12 years old. Your bike's 12, 13 years old. If they wouldn't work on it, it's not because of the age of the machine. They right. told you it was because of the age of the machine. It's because their mechanic, who's already way too busy, went out and looked at your bike and went, not in my shop, not a chance. period. Right. Not in my shop. And they told you to call me. They didn't tell you to bring your bike here and drop it off. They told you to call me. Well, but they said you'd work on it. Oh, yeah. yeah okay, buddy. I said, I'm going to send a gift bomb over to Ray. The, uh, <laughs> that, is a, that is something you don't do. And so I explained to the guys, like, look, we're not going to take on your project. You have way many things wrong with this. And I just bought it three days ago. And I was like, yeah, you did, didn't you? It still had a Colorado license plate on it. <laughs> and it had been uh, uh, street fightered is a nice way to oh, say it had yeah. been crashed 18 times. And so the license plate was jammed up on the top of the swing arm. You couldn't read the license plate to save your ass. And I was like, so I asked him on the phone, I was like, did you buy this in Colorado? He goes, no, I bought it from a guy over in old Brooklyn. And I'm like, and the only plate that you have? And he's like, no, the guy let me use the plate. I'm like, well, yeah, because it's a seven-year-old expired Colorado plate. Of course he let you use the plate. <laughs> it doesn't come back to him. What does he fucking care? Right. You know, I'm like, get this thing out of my shop. Like, come and get this. I, uh, I joined a, a Facebook group just for laughs. Yeah. And it, it has to be the bane of your existence. It's. Cleveland or Ohio's Ohio 3000 and under motorcycle trade and swap. Wow. And it is amazing to yeah. look through. Oh, I'm sure it's, it's awesome. Everything that you just described is yep. every other bike. Every other bike. Absolutely. Runs perfectly. 
Nothing wrong with it. Could use front brakes, back brakes, subframe. Like, <laughs> never been stunted. Never been stunted. Much. Yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. It has a literal 12 o'clock bar holding the yeah. fucking back of the holding bike the back together. of the bike yeah. on. That's the only thing holding the machine together. So I picked up a score this week. Um, again, just like Sleepy, I picked up a 2000, uh, a year 2000 motorcycle. I bought it from the original owner. Wow. His name is the only name ever been on the title. He bought it at Sills. Paid brand new cash money for it when he bought it, and he's owned it the entire like thirty nine thousand forty forty thousand miles of its existence. Or so we know it's it from Sills, so they sell certain brands of motorcycles. That's right, absolutely. BMWs. Yep, they sell Hondas's. BMWs and Hondas's. Yep, exactly. And uh, so, unlike Sleepy's bike, um, which was we like to say Chinese scooter money, um, this is what I like to call cheap jacket money. <laughs> this is yeah, a, yeah. an expensive push mower. This is a reliable mower money, right? Exactly. <laughs> and uh, this is a microphone. This is, Le- this is a Blues Brothers bike because this is literally the price of one, one microphone. microphone. Nice. And uh, the guy showed up. He rode it in and he goes, yeah, I just, I, I'm done with it. I wouldn't start the other day. I put a brand new battery in. It started right up. I just, I'm done with it. And uh, I said, okay, cool. And it's a uh, it's a Honda VT eleven hundred uh, Shadow Ace, you know, or Spirit, you know. That's the it's basically the one with the twenty one inch front wheel and the fifteen inch back wheel, mm-hmm. which might be the largest disparity ever between a front wheel dimension and a back wheel dimension. There's six solid inches They're of difference. They're very very Harley esque. They're they? extremely Harley esque. Yeah. yeah, rubber has to make up most of that difference. Yes, it does. Wheel. It absolutely does. A lot of tall rubber on those. And uh, but the good news about those VT eleven hundreds is they are fucking hard to kill. Like that thing, he had the receipts. He had every receipt for every penny he'd ever spent on the bike at Sills, and he had a valve adjustment on it. I think it was like thirty thousand or forty thousand. So it's good for the rest of its life. <laughs> and the uh, the funny thing was, he's like, "Yeah, take it out for a ride," and I was like. If I take it out for a ride, I'm going to have to admit to you that it runs probably pretty good. And I'd rather just lowball you. I'd rather not take this bike for a ride. I'd rather refuse to take this bike for a ride and lowball you. Because if I take it for a ride, I'm going to have to admit that it runs. Right. And I've had a few bikes this year where I shouldn't have test ridden them because they were so dangerous. <laughs> um, this thing had thread showing through de- certain parts of the back tire, had some thread showing. The front tire looked really good, like, you know, and it's just typical Dunlop D404. It's cheap and cheerful. And I was like, yeah, I'm not too worried about that. So I take it for a ride around the neighborhood, and I was like, son of a bitch, this fucking thing runs great. (laughs) And it ran beautifully, made no weird noises. It was just fine. There's nothing wrong with the bike that wasn't just a 20-year-old Honda. Is it... Yeah, thank you. You know what? There are people, there are certain people flying places. Yeah. But normally this would be a lot more air traffic. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, is it fairly stock or did it? It's he... completely stock. Oh, that's the best. It thing has a it. Honda line sissy bar on the back. Perfect. That's it. One of those little short eight inch tall yeah. sissy well, bars. You know, they didn't, they didn't diddle fuck it. No, they didn't. There's nothing fucked with on this entire motorcycle. The exhaust is all original Honda equipment. Yeah. It, because it is the year that it is, it was made in America or made in Ohio, made in Marysville, Ohio. Sure, sure. Super cool. And uh, came back and I, I told the guy, I was like, well, you're going to have to tell me how much money you want for this. And he's like, well, you know, I, I want like 1200 bucks for it. And I was like, well, you're never going to get that. Like, forget <laughs> about that. Like, I don't know if you've ever, if, if nobody's ever showed you NADA, 
and a 20 year old Honda? No. And he's like, well, what will you give me? And I was like, I'll give you 300. And he said, I wouldn't take less than 400. And I went, you named your price, pal. You know, will a check be fine? Company check is okay. He whips out the title. Everything's great. No sweat. So I've got a, and it's the nice, it's the pretty, it's the silver bike with the black inserts on the gas tank. So it is everything that a Honda VT 1100 Shadow has ever been. And it's fine. Um, If anybody's bought motorcycle tires in the past, I don't know, six months, you'll know that motorcycle tires right now might as well be made of like palladium. Like they're not making motorcycle tires right now, I guess. They might as well be made of microchips for cars. Yes, exactly. We have, nobody can get good motorcycle tires right now. There's nothing available. And we've had so many of our suppliers be like, yeah, you know, I can't get you this, but I can get you that. You're like, okay, I'll take that. But you most, can get with this or you can get you, with that. Yeah, or well, you can get with this, that happens a lot. And usually it's the tire that costs three times as much as the one they still have, you know? Of course. Of course. But it's only half as good. Exactly. It's the one that always wears out. The other one you can get all day long. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody has any Metzler ME88s or anything that's going to last 10 years, you know? We we might need to call in a dark side expert. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Quick, get Chris Franklin to the bat phone. Yeah. Uh, That's actually not a bad idea on this particular bike, too, because it's a 15-inch. So there's lots of good car tires that fit on that thing. But as luck would have it, um, I did check our inventory in the back, and the tire is a 170 80 by 15, which is that kind of only fits a certain number of cruisers from the 90s, you know. And that is kind of a weird tire. And when you buy those tires, you only buy Dunlop D404s. So the, for people who don't know anything about tires, a Dunlop D404 has had the same tread pattern since 1918. Like <laughs> they've never changed the tread pattern on a D404. And it's also the only tire that no matter how big it is, it's like a hundred bucks. Like it doesn't matter what (laughs) size D404 you need. It's always like a hundred to 120 bucks. When every other tire is 350 bucks, the D404 is holding down the fort for being cheap and cheerful. And as luck would have it, it's the dime bag of motorcycles. It is the dime bag. (laughs) You might actually look in a suit you wore to a wedding once in the eighties and there's a D404 in the pocket. (laughs) That could happen. But it's absolutely certain I'm going, I'm climbing through my pile, my, my tire pile of like the sizes that nobody buys. So I'm ripping through my tile, my tire pile. Cause I had of course looked it up on my parts unlimited and it's like, it, it says like back order asterisk intergalactic, right? Cause that's how long it's going to take. I think September 28th was the first day that they would have that tire back in stock somewhere. Right. I'm like, well, I don't want to wait till September 28th. So, it's hilarious that that bike came into my shop two days ago and already it's on the lift getting new meat put on it. Hmm. And because D404s are just, they just fall from the trees, I guess. <laughs> and uh, so that bike's going to have brand new rubber on it. I'll ride it. You know, I'll put a few hundred miles on it. It's I brand think, new rubber, but it's still made out of wood now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. There's no chance. I did look at the date on the tire and the, the date on the tire is a 2018. Oh, so I'm totally bad. okay with putting yeah. it on the bike. Don't let James ride. It'll be his new. Oh, I like this bike. Yeah, that's how we lost the Sportster. Yeah. Yeah. So if we could convince him that he likes the, the VT1100 more than that Sportster he's riding, we'll be okay. Who's this showing up? Oh, Carol's here. Carol! Carol, uh, this is Carol Hartnett. Uh, Carol's one of our local scooter enthusiasts. And her husband, Tim Hartnett, is a bartender at the Tiki Underground. And they're just generally good people. Carol! Hello, sweetheart. How you doing? Hey, how are you guys? Doing great. How's the COVID going? 
all better. I know I you're up. You're walking around. You don't have an oxygen bottle I don't with have you. My heart monitor on anymore. I sent that back today. You did get rid of the heart monitor. I don't wear it for two days. I don't have any answers yet. Oh, my heart rate's still. Oh my god. Longer. Well, you look great. I'm so happy. I'm so happy you're not dead. Me too. That vaccine. Nice. That vaccine saved your ass. I have a feeling yeah. it did. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Oh my God! So what are you up to tonight? I caught it at the hospital, from all places. Oh no way! Uh, yeah, way. Well, guess what? You know why? That's why you don't go to the hospital. It's full of sick people. Yeah, exactly. Fuck! Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, just grocery shopping. I was heading home. I'm like, hey, my scooter out. Ah. No. <laughs> so I'll bet you about that tomorrow. That's okay. We can we can take yeah. care of that. Yeah. Anyway, right, back to whatever topic you guys were on. I'll go home and pretend I'm gonna listen. But Motorcycles are great. <laughs> of course. Love you, Carol. We'll see you Bye, later. Carol. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the uh, the Harnets are they're super fun people. Like when roller derby was in full swing, Carol was one of one of the absolute like derby moms. Like she was so fired up into getting young kids into derby, and she's always fantastic. Um, if you ever get a chance, their basement is the reason that Tiki Underground got called Tiki Underground because their basement was the original underground. And so their their whole house is English memorabilia or Anglophile shit. So they've got a full pro level bar in the basement, but it's like a proper like Cockney fucking bar in the basement. It's so much fun. But one of the best things they ever did was they invested in a very very oh, wow. mid range karaoke system. Mm. And having a mid range karaoke system in your basement bar, fucking cool, man. Yeah. Like a lot of good parties in that place. I love karaoke. It's the best. I mean, honestly. Steve thinks he's going for a Guinness World Record here. I don't, oh, he's going to get the longest ash ever? Go, yeah, Grandma, go. No, go, serious. Grandma, go. It's 11 and a half inches, so you're shy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your cigar isn't even that long. <laughs> the world's sakes. longest ash. How the hell would I know? <laughs> this is Bob. That's what I makes him so fucking time. interesting. You silly man, you. It. It's fucking awesome. Bob's oh, God. <laughs> I got him right back <laughs> We're going to call you Captain Bob from now exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> Got a big one on the hook. So uh, we were joking earlier about the pumpkin spice. Yeah. We've got new copy. Oh, no. I love new copy. Oh, wait. New is copy. This, is this going to be officially the Manscaped time? Yeah, this will be our Manscaped. All right. Yeah. Can I uh, preface this with... Yeah. We were watching a uh, uh, Manscaped commercial at work today. Oh, you were? And it was, uh, what, Zedrucation or something? Something like that, yeah, yeah. And he's okay. like, this is the most ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous ad I've ever seen. It's like somebody comes flying out of the air, and the dude, or no, it's an army guy screaming at each other. Right. And he's like, I want you to shave now. The guy starts shaving his face. No, down there. And the guy's like, he drops his pants. Like, no, don't do <laughs> it was. It was all right. Uh, Which, they, then they throw a guy on the beach, and the waves are coming over him, yeah. and they're like, "See, it's waterproof." <laughs> oh, <cool. laughs> See, and we were worried about them firing us. No, yeah, no shit. They oh, that was way worse than anything that's ever gone here. They won't fire <laughs> us for impropriety. They will fire us for lack of performance. That's that's that will earn it. Just we're, like your girlfriend. I was about to say, I've I've gotten yeah. divorced for lack of right. We know how that works. Oh. Yeah. So this is. <laughs> <laughs> and so another question. I like oh. I like the way. So no Guinness Book of World Records for you, Captain Ashy. Yeah. Hang on till next Thursday. My God, man. Oh boy. Damn it. Yep. Well, it's so not my fault. Are you ready, there, Steve? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Ready. Well, so that's right. So it's it's fall. 
<laughs> Autumn is in the air. The pumpkins are in the patch. And our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants pumpkins when you're grooming. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying, make sure you're keeping the things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new fourth generation performance package. Boys, get ready for a cuffing season like no other. Ready to take the leap into fall with Manscaped? Join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code CLEVELANDMODO. Cleveland Moto, you do that, you're going to get 20% off, and they'll ship that son of a bitch anywhere on the planet. Yeah, you can point it. It's down there, right? Yeah. uh, Down there. Right there. Right there. That's exactly it. This I'm going to have it fly up and bite Steve in the face. (laughs) Have it bite him in the pumpkin patch. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Cleveland Moto at manscaped.com. It's 20% off and free shipping with Cleveland Moto at manscaped.com. Make your balls a priority this fall. Choose Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. And so, your zucchini looks bigger when your pumpkin patch is groomed. That's absolutely <laughs> true. <laughs> you got to weed it. You got to weed the garden. <laughs> That's right. Give her a zucchini to write home about. Oh, hi, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> so that was our so that's the new that is the new manscaped now i did i was looking at the female copy because we love the female copy of the manscaped stuff so i'm going to rip through the female copy because this is for the clamscape see if you right for clamscape 4.0 autumn is in the air the pumpkins are in the patch our friends at manscaped are here to make sure your man doesn't carve his pants pumpkins when he's grooming Make sure he's keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders of male grooming and their brand new fourth generation performance package. Ladies, do we really want to cuddle up with a dude who isn't trimmed? Get him to leap, take the leap into fall with Manscaped. Help him join the two million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code Cleveland Moto. That's not different enough. I think that the ladies copy should be radically different yeah i really i would expect- ladies there's nothing like a finely shorn scrotum that's exactly right yes you <laughs> look know? at john's face right <laughs> look <laughs> when you when you reach down into somebody's trousers the last thing you want to do is just just can't find the dick like right. that's the worst thing got to be in the world when you're like you're just getting just nothing but bush and you're just like is there a dick in there i don't know is it a button on a fur coat what are we dealing with a bear skin so, rug there's a bear skin bear skin rug for sure so it's a double standard though why not what do you mean go no that was a perfect answer why not why not yeah. be double standards yeah, why it's not? fine dude <laughs> look if you want to be grizzly adams or you know grizzly allison you can that's great that's your jam i tend to not like that's that's my my day my game is i like to be streamlined i like to know that i was saying from the male point of view yeah to the female point of view oh oh it's a double standard i disagree because i am one of those guys that's like sometimes the right girl you'd expect there to be a proper bush right Greek. <laughs> <laughs> no, I used to date a Greek girl. Let me tell you, she's wearing Birkenstocks or something like that. You know that you know you're in for it. That's exactly it. But if her if her minge looks like Steve's face, you know that's eh, yeah. That's, then you just grab hold, wrap it around your fist. Yeah. That, well, that's the opposite of Viagra, isn't it? Steve's face. Yes. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> but I can also tell you when it comes to color, if you're down with the ginge, you're looking for minge. That's exactly it. You want to. <laughs> 
There's that whole moment where you're like, I don't know, does the curtain match the dra- or the carpet? I'm not sure. If the curtains match the carpet, this could be interesting. So, yeah. But the wallpaper's okay. The wallpaper's fine. <laughs> <laughs> this face, stopping sex since 1971. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Actually, I have a t-shirt that says, uh, beer helping ugly people have sex since 18-something. Absolutely. <laughs> Guaranteed. That does that's that is true certainly sweaty gross heaving not really there just oh so <laughs> we have gotten a couple we got a couple of patreon messages that are fantastic and i did want to read them out because um josh is one of the guys that we met at mid ohio and he's on a harley davidson oh yeah and he says hey phil and the gang finally got some stuff in order and i was able to become a patreon about fucking time Thank met you, you guys at vintage days this year and i wanted to say thanks for the hospitality he there was no hospitality the dude pitched in and helped like yeah, he's yeah. straight in like he was like give me something to do go ahead and make fun of me but i am primarily a harley guy huh i uh-huh. laugh right along when you guys riff on harley on the podcast yes of course you do i have a sportster that you might like since i've set it up to actually be sporty so the flh i had at vintage days because he was on that burgundy colored bike yeah that flh he's riding uh that flh i had at vintage days has ended up not being quite my style he said he'd actually rather have a real vintage one so he's considering a 94 soft tail, nostalgia, but I know that you hate carbs. Another bike I'm considering, there you go. Uh, another bike I'm considering is a new 2020 Moto Guzzi Eldorado that's been marked down a couple of grand. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So after listening to many of your old episodes, I've heard when you were a Guzzi dealer and when you stopped, I've learned about how the $1,000 in dealer fees isn't actually the ripoff I thought. Though you've often made fun of the Harley dealers being everywhere, you've also said how Zero, having been in business for years with dealer support, is important compared to the startup electric bike companies. With that in mind, the Guzzi dealer is nearly an hour and a half away from me. If I go for the Eldorado, how concerned should I be about reliability? How servicing at a dealer? How is servicing at a dealer that distance from me? And having a local uh, mechanic to work on it myself is an option. P.S. I know a soft tail isn't an FLH, but it fits my style a bit more. I like the looks along with the function. Josh, you're, you're on target, dude. That's yeah, plus you never apologize for a bike you like. Exactly. We all have some weird Unless shit. Unless it's a moped. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a second. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. This is Harley Bob signing yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, look, we have a Harley Bob here who rode a Harley. Who rode a Harley the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, right? And hopefully he rides at home, too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> The only bike I haven't ridden in the past like three months has been my Harley's. So, yeah. like, wait, is that a service note on his tank? No, no, that's a repossession. Uh, he, just, note. he just dropped it off with a whole list of things that he's done. <laughs> he's like, well, um, Phil, these certain things need addressed. But here's what I will say about the Eldorado. First of all, whether you buy a brand new Eldorado or you get a sore dick deal like Chris Smith got, and Chris Smith got a sore dick deal on a California 1400 touring for like in the neighborhood of six to $7,000 on a bike that didn't have 6,000 miles on it. I admit. And that California 1400 Touring he got it has all the bags on it. It's got all the crash bars on it. It's got the windshield on it. And he rode that thing out to Montana and back and just absolutely, it's, it is a fantastic touring bike. And on top of that, for people who aren't Chris Smith, our friend Kurt Eprecht has one and he rides his fast as fuck he loves his Gucci. he's got an eldorado and he rides it aggressively i rode with him what you did too remember that ride and that guy on the eldorado was almost he's fucking going crazy super fast yeah so if you've ever ridden with kurt eprecht you know that that dude 
That was him. I thought that was a uh, an Indian. No, no, no. That was the other. That was another time. That was for that long ride to Marietta. This was like a different. This was like one of the organized rides. You know, whatever the yeah. Saturday morning ride, whatever. Kurt is a very, very skilled rider, yeah. and he loves having it because he's had several, several Harley Davidsons. He, he kind of always has one, and when he got that fourteen hundred California, he was like, "This is way faster." And he's and all of his Harleys have the letter CVO after them. So every Harley he's ever owned has been a CVO, and he's like, "There's no Harley I can lose to on an on ramp. There's no Harley I can't get around on this Moto Guzzi." So, for real, yeah. I'm laughing. I remember I just, I left my SSR running today. Oh, you Earlier, did? Earlier, I stopped over there after work, and I started it up and ran it for a little bit. And I'm yeah. like, was it still running when you left? I don't know. I, <laughs> I must have died. Of gas. I started mowing the yard and everything, and I'm like, huh. You just realized right now. I'm like, I never shut the That bottom. you had a motorcycle <laughs> running in Oberlin. <laughs> How many hours ago? Several at like least. Like five hours. Like five <laughs> hours ago. You left an SSR running. Yeah. Well. I'm, it's empty. Yeah, that's we know it's empty yeah. now. <laughs> the neighbors got to be dying. They're like, tick, 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 First of all. Now those kids are like the children of the corn. Yeah. All day long around the, the, the yard on their yeah. four wheelers and then jump into the pool. Oh, then God. all the way around. Perfect. Jump into the pool. So it's just been sitting out. Nice. Hey, there you go. Ta-da. Cool. <laughs> and again, like we say, nothing at Mid-Ohio Idols, but those SSRs. I must like have shut up monster. before I left. I would have yeah. heard it running, so it must have died while I was mowing. Must have. Stuff. Yeah. That's hilarious. That is that's kind a of fucking funny. riot. That's that's great. But I left water boiling, making hard-boiled eggs once. My wife called, where are you? In the backyard. I go, I'm on my way to Lowe's. And she said, yeah, yeah there's I'm a... I'm not pop. allowed in the kitchen anymore. No, no, no. Yeah. I didn't do that on purpose, honey. Honest. My, the, my daughter burned spaghetti. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, that... Because the water boiled down. Yeah. She didn't stir it or something, and it burned on the bottom of the pan. Yeah. Under, <laughs> underwater. Underwater. <laughs> Did she leave it sticking out of the pan and the ends caught on fire? No, it was the bottom <laughs> yeah. of the... Stuff underwater burned. I mean, how do you do that? How do you burn something underwater? One of our friends who shall remain nameless, Scott Smallwood, was putting on a rally one year and got way too drunk putting on a rally. And he was having a blast. But like at, at a certain point, he was no longer running the rally and people around him had to run the rally. And so he disappeared with like the raffle money and, you know, whatever. <laughs> And we are looking all over for this guy, like couldn't find him anywhere. And Renee and I went back to his house. When we got to his house, he was laying on a sofa that apparently somebody else had peed on. <laughs> he swears it wasn't him. And uh, and then he but there was a pot like we couldn't figure out what all the smoke was in the house. Well, he decided to boil some noodles before he, you know, before he put himself to bed and he just let it run. So it was a gas, a gas range. And we go in there and the house is full of smoke. And yeah, he had literally burnt all the water off and everything right down to the bottom. And it was like everything, all the noodles were getting ready to combust. Oh, and we took the, the pot off. And I think the pot was actually broken. Like, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, because it melted down and broke. Fucking crazy, man. But yeah, that happens, man. Life gets in front of you a little bit. It's kind of fucking weird. People die like that. People do die like that. It's a weird, weird world. The uh, But it is, it is super, super fun. And when we talk about our, our listeners getting in touch with us and shit and people like showing up. I had a guy show up from Vegas the other day in my shop and the guy is 
covered in tattoos. And he's there's there's no real estate left on this guy. And he's got a freaking Lambretta Series 1 tattooed on his wrist, like the whole bike, right? And I was like, oh, who's this guy? He's pretty cool. Well, of course, he's he's been doing the Heat Seized Scooter Club in Las Vegas for ages. And it turns out they're selling their house in Vegas and moving to Fairview Park. Oh, no because, shit, really? Yeah, because, like, everything's better, you know? And uh, so, Ooh. yeah, it's really fun. Super, super fucking nice guy. But he comes and he's like, so you guys got a scooter club here? And we're like, nope. You don't have a scooter club? Like, no, we don't have a scooter club. Well, we're like, do you guys have events? We're like, we do some shit. Like, we go ride occasionally. There's enough stuff going on. Don't worry. You won't, you won't die. Well, you, but you don't have a club? No, man. Don't have a club. Why don't you have a club? Because clubs fuck shit up. Yeah. You think you're like, oh, this would be great. We should have a club. That's spoken by somebody who's never been in a club or run a club. A club is always one day closer to the day it implodes and makes everybody hate each other. Right. That is it. The second you have a club, people have expectations. Well, I joined this club. Oh, fuck you. Do something for me. Right. I don't give a shit. Look, well, only I, four people do anything. I paid my dues. Oh, fuck you. Like that whole sense of entitlement. Just fucking show up. We go do stuff like this. This is not a club. This is a mistake that happened 11 years ago. And it just keeps happening. People keep showing up. There's nothing stopping you from having a club. Yes, you're more In than fact, welcome. If you start the club and organize it, we yes. might join. Right, and then bitch about it. <laughs> oh, if I join a club, <laughs> any club, you. I'm going to bitch about it. it. Yeah, <laughs> guaranteed. We should have uniforms. Why do we have uniforms? I'm going to be the reason people don't start clubs. Everybody has to dress like a Japanese schoolgirl. All the time, <laughs> every day, never stop. The, the probation period is going to be awesome. The probation period, yes, exactly. The pledge. What the fuck was that? I don't know. That was a motorcycle. Oh, it's that big white parade float thing. Yeah. Yeah, that that looks like Mr. Softy's motorcycle. Like, that is legit. That is the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man of Harley-Davidson's. And Why do I hate bags like that? The ones that are extra long? Yeah. The extra tall bags that scrape like on those. the ground? Again, the idea was take a vehicle and make it less and less and less user-friendly. Yeah, less rideable. Right, less rideable. So... Every time you see people like, that's a badass chopper. Well, what makes it badass? Well, the forks are really fucking long. Okay, that doesn't help. And uh, there's no front brake. Okay, that definitely doesn't <laughs> help. Bonus. And it has handlebars that you can or literally... What about, what about the one that we I sent? I saw it, then you sent it. Yeah. The, the, the last uh, the the chopper show, it just had a single handlebar. The so tiller. It was literally two handlebars that had been grafted into one handlebar with a throttle on it. Yeah. So if there was nowhere to put your left hand anywhere on the motorcycle. Nope, nothing. Right. Yeah. There was nothing to give you control over that front end chopper fork. Again, the only way that would have been acceptable is if you were a one-armed rider. If the dude had legit, and if I met the dude and the dude had legit no left arm at all whatsoever, well done, golf there was one. There was one-armed Joe who sure. was, a, it was a one-armed rider and he yep. did everything with this hand. Absolutely. Right. And that would have been the perfect bike for it. <laughs> but the thing is, is like, okay, so then you do that to a chopper and now you got all kinds of problems where you're constantly fighting it with a tiller like an outboard motor, which is basically what it reminded me of. I think it of. only had one lever there, too. So it did. It, it had to be a clutch. It had to be a clutch, right? So well, he probably had one arm. Joe had so his front brake and his clutch on all on the front, thing. so he could work the I'm clutch and his brake at the same time. That's, That's what a lot of guys put like a, yeah. a short a shorty for like the brake or something. I'm going to assume that this motorcycle is being ridden by 
a person with two arms because they probably had a tank shifter on the left side. Yeah. They might have even had a hand clutch to be super, like, to give them something That's to do. That's probably what it is. It's probably a right. pull and then a yeah. hand yeah. yeah, whatever. But the point is, removing your left handlebar only speaks more to this axiom that I've said many times about, like, what makes choppers cool to a certain number of people is how unrideable you've made it. Right. But that doesn't exist anywhere in the aviation industry. Like, you don't ever walk up to your buddy Cessna and go, Wow, that motherfucker barely flies. You're a genius. Like, how cool are you? You took the wings off, right? You know what though? If you if you if you look around enough, and I want to fly in that plane. Yeah, yeah. Guys that are truly into choppers, even the big long ones and stuff, like the guys have been doing it for a while. Most of their bikes are fairly rideable. Like they might be long, they might be long, but like they they. I've ridden a bunch of them. They're not. You're not Uh, doing no U-turns. That's for damn sure. No. Holy Christ! But when did customizing a bike? Like that, yeah. Become like to me a chopper is you strip it down, so it's the essence of I a bike. You know, like it's just the essence of a bike without anything else on I it. I think it's the first time a bunch of heroin made its way over here from like Pakistan or, or you know Vietnam. Like some good, like some good blonde hash showed up, and somebody was just like, "Yeah, man, just fucking stretch it out," you know, because. I will say I have never, and I have ridden uh, tailor-made choppers that were like factory-built choppers. I've ridden the Honda Fury. It's not a great bike to ride. It doesn't give me the kind of performance I want in a motorcycle. I think one of my things that I like about motorcycles is that if something were to jump out in front of me, I've got better than a car's chance of avoiding it. Right. Right. And when you do anything else like that to the motorcycle, you, you are now giving yourself a massive disadvantage. And in traffic today, I don't know if anybody's driven on the freeway lately. Do you remember when we were kids and we were 15, 16 years old going through driver's ed? I'm going to bring this little state. I'm going to bring this statement out from you. How many vehicle lengths are you supposed to have clear in front of you if you're going 60 miles an hour? Six. Six seconds. Six vehicle six lengths, lengths. Yeah. right? Six lengths. They, we always went by side. They sure. said six right. seconds. Well, sure. yeah, you time tellers. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, a second per 10 mile an hour. That's what right. they used to right. say. But the right. point being, oh, if you've driven on any freeway in the past 10 years, you'll know that the correct following distance at 60 miles an hour is six inches, right? <laughs> and it's Give not take, six car yeah. lengths. It's six inches. And I am a person that still to this day religiously leaves a, a safety cushion around my vehicle no matter what I'm driving. Because very frequently, I'm driving trucks with trailers. And if you don't leave a whole lot of space in front, you could be paying for the car in front of you. And you can't say it's not your fault. But that being said, every time I leave six vehicle spaces in front of me, three cars dive in there. Absolutely. You know, because they're going to they want to be ahead of me. Right. So if you leave any space at all, NASCAR Jimmy is going to get in there and be like, I I got a pass. Like he gets a point for that. I don't know if it's too many driving computer games or what. But it's a damn sure lack of skill. And when you're on the motorcycle, the worst thing is when somebody dives into the hole in front of you and you're like, oh, great. You know, oh, this one's going the other way. Returning the guy didn't have life insurance. I was going to say, yeah, no medical. Going to take you right no back medical, to the hood. Right. Yep, that's it. Run hospital. <laughs> yep. So it is. It's a weird thing. Nobody ever takes, you know, you would never take your tractor and make your tractor harder to operate. Uh, no, it's already hard enough to operate because it doesn't uh, have any brakes. 
and it's yeah. got a live PTO, so it pushes you around wherever you want to go. You can't stop it. It's just like I'm going to go for it. But it's not custom. If it got a little more, if it gave it a little better gas mileage, oh, he would do it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Disconnect all the brakes. Yeah, don't have any drag on it whatsoever. But it is this very strange thing in that community. But yeah, the one handed the one handed chopper was like one of those things. I was like, well. We've gone plaid. As far as stupid goes, we can't go much stupider than that. You know, absolutely. Yeah. And that's it, it's it's the same thing when you see somebody that builds one of those seventeen inch or seventeen foot long trikes that's got a V eight motor oh, in the yeah. front of it, and the guy's sitting in the back, and it's eighteen linkages to get out to the front. I was about wheel. to say, there's turnbuckles involved. Yeah, there's turnbuckles. <laughs> <laughs> so this vehicle has twenty six pounds of heim joints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it. Yep. I had a I had a bike I'd like to talk about maybe. Yeah, go ahead. Um, and I don't know how I came across it, just looking through marketplace listings, motorcycles and everything. But I saw one and I'm like, wow, that looks good. And then I did a search for it. And so it's the Yamaha SCR 950. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. would be built off of the Bolt, right? So yeah. it's a Bolt platform. It's a yep. Bolt platform, yep. but they gave it this retro styling and a more upright seating and yep. stuff like that. Yep. I swear These, to God, it looks like my Triumph. It does. Yep. It's yeah. a very nice looking motorcycle, yeah. in my opinion. Other yeah. people would probably differ. But these things are going with like a thousand miles on yep. them for like five grand, fifty yeah. three hundred. They've had all day no long. value. They've not retained their value at all. And, um, I mean, it seems like a heck of a nice bike for that yeah. kind of money. I'm yeah. like, and if and, you're looking for a bike or an upgrade to something a little newer or something, I and, and here's the weird part: go look at the reviews. Yeah, yeah. nobody hated it. Right. Like it's a good, decent riding bike. Like I remember they said that. when it came out, they were like, Yamaha has managed to absolutely perfectly recreate a Sportster. <laughs> good and bad and yeah. fix the bolt right yeah and so that was the bolt but you you do remember when the scr came out we were at the motorcycle show and there's a yamaha bolt sitting there which is just a cruiser it's a sportster looking cruiser and then the scr was sitting there and it was pretty obvious what had happened is they'd raised the suspension up a little bit put semi-looking knobby ish tires on it flat and, seat. and put a flat seat which the bolt seat was already a torture device like everybody who's ever ridden a bolt has one review about the bolt. And that was just like, wow, Liza had rented one one time. And she was just like, that is the most painful motorcycle I've ever ridden for 30 minutes. <laughs> and that's, you know, hey, giddy up. So maybe it's not such a great deal. But no, that's the, that's the, the bolt. The that's SCR, the but the SCR might be better. We made fun of the SCR because, of course, that was the year that they scrambled everything. Sure. So every motorcycle got scrambled. We're guilty of that here, too. We've done it. And they, the fact that they scrambled a bolt made us laugh. But then it, it turned out that the very next year, scrambling sportsters was going to be the absolute fad of people running sportsters around in the woods. And then five years later, Triumph is now scrambling everything. Everything, yeah. Everything. You know, oh, you've got the 2.5 liter Triumph, you know, uh, Rocket 3 scrambler, yeah. you know. Scr- Triumph is just straight up saying, fuck yeah, dude. You haven't so, seen it yet? No, they, there's really a rocket No, I'm making it up. Oh. I totally made it up because they fucking scrambled a 1200. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, holy shit, a rocket. They scrambled a 1200 yeah, CC motorcycle. But apparently they they, yeah. they are they work really well. Like the 1200 scramblers. They're supposed to be a good fucking bike. I'm sure they're amazing out in the wet grass and off-road. <laughs> Yeah, especially when you get to pick them up. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure that they're not a penny over 400 pounds. Yeah. Well, I just look yeah. at that SCR as yeah. somebody who's fancied uh, wanting an Ascot. I've always wanted yeah, a BT500, yep. not yep. the FT, which I had. Yeah. Right. 
but I've always liked the VT, the yep. V-Twin 500. That's like the, even everything in that plus, yep. plus 450 cc. Oh, like, well, I can be the first one to tell you that because I had a VT5. So I had that VT500 Ascot and that was the bike that I thought was going to be like my, my, this is the bike I've been waiting for for the longest time. Because if you liked FT500 Ascots, they made a lot of those. But the VT500 Ascot, they did not make a lot of those. Shaft drive, V-twin, very good motor. Like I like that. I like that bike. Until you tried to drive it. Yeah. And then when you drove it, you're like, wow, holy shit, does this thing not have enough motor? And <laughs> no, it's no torque. There's like no, no torque. There's no all, torque, but... and a V-twin should not be a motor that spins, you know? like it's. But it's the same engine as the that Shadow 500, yep, right? Exactly. With a six-speed? You got it. Yep, same setup, the whole deal. Um, I can't remember if it had a sixth gear or not, but I'm pretty sure it did because I think it was the same platform as the VT500 Shadow. Well, what's weird is like the Transalp yeah. is almost, I mean, I like that bike for everything. Right. I mean, the best, it's got great torque. Yeah. It's fast oh, enough. Yeah. It's fast, not as fast as John's. You know, the trans the Transalp the Transalp was thank not, you yeah. you actually admitted it <laughs> <laughs> the Transalp was never fast enough you know it just never was but, but it's torquey it is torquey yeah it's it's fast up until a point but it's yeah. not going to be nine Z nine hundred RS no no and well, then I'm, I'm a, back to my SCR right yeah back to <laughs> I look at that yeah. I'm not saying maybe it's your best first no. bike no. but maybe it's your first adult size bike yep. You know, like real cheap to get into that bike. Oh, yeah. And yeah. First not, big boy bike? The first big boy bike. Yeah, I agree. And it's I a totally Yamaha. Agree. It's going to run. It's going to do everything decently. Oh, it's a Yamaha. It's going to bore you with how reliable it is. <laughs> it is going to just be like, God, man, people are going to be talking about working on their bikes and you have nothing to say. Right. You just can't even get into the conversation. I've got a fuel injected 950cc bike. That, exactly. And all of them had low miles on them, right. which maybe there's a reason why everybody's given up on them. I got it. Maybe we've it's had just a, people that bought them and they didn't really should have never bought a bike. You know? I think I it's how they were marketed. I think they were marketed to a lot of people that maybe weren't really motorcyclists and yeah. thought they were going to be into it. Yeah. And they weren't. And they did a Kawasaki um, Bolt and they did a Kawasaki, not the Mean Streak, but they did one that was a modular bike that you would basically go to your dealership and sit on it and they would you know, basically build the bike out for you with different pegs, different handlebars. And they were making the motorcycle very approachable to women and smaller men so that you could be like, look, this motorcycle is actually kind of built for me. So it's, you know, order it as the bike and then order in the right sized bars and pegs and everything else to get the fit perfectly right for you. I'm not, I would definitely not say it's a bad bike. Yeah, never. But we've had a couple of them come through the shop and I've ridden them as bolts. We've not had an SCR come through the shop. And I've ridden them as bolts, and I kind of like, I got off of them, and I was like, well, people were really harsh about the seat. But remember, Harley-Davidson had that Harley-Davidson 48, which was just fucking gone. When they called that, when they when Harley did that and they did the iron, they named those bikes right. Not since the Madass has there been a bike <laughs> named so fucking appropriately. That both of those Harleys are just miserable to ride because you're like, oh, look, there's a, a, a bump on the road, you know, like a one inch bump on the road. You hit that and you're like, that's what twice the as shit? much as my suspension. Exactly. And we we couldn't believe it. We thought that the one uh, 48 that we had come in, we thought the guy had fucked with it and put on some shorter shocks because 
the first time I hit like well, the forty eights have those gators that are this big. Yes, they're like oh, yeah. Oh, the, <laughs> they go one inch. Like it's a. I think legitimately, I think the suspension travel on the back of a forty eight might be actually two inches. Like the the little buffers whenever you have yeah. the tow hitch that has the little yep. the little extra yeah. hydraulic things. It's like that's all it is. I think two inches might be giving it credit. For how bad the suspension was on the 48. It was fucking awful. You know, my America came with like the shittiest rear shot. Oh, it so did? It was like, it was either like riding a hardtail yep. or it was bottoming up. Bottoming up yeah. constantly. Yeah. The, well, you couldn't adjust it right. You couldn't, didn't matter where you set it, it just rode for shit. And that is something that certain motorcycle manufacturers are famous for is we're going to give you something on the bike that you buy that you know needs to be replaced. Right. And they just like, Hey, look, we gave you a great bike at a cheap price. Don't ask us how we did it. And, you know, you're like, oh, I want to get, do you want to get the same tires they gave you from the factory? No, 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 I don't want those. Turns out you'll never, ever buy a second pair of Kenbas. Like you'll, you'll take the bikes, the tires that came on your bike or some IRC or whatever bullshit the factory gave you. And that was just to get you out the door. And the brakes are usually suspect too. And I think that's always with every big name motorcycle you usually come out of the box and you're like oh okay well i, I gotta fix the brakes i gotta fix the suspension i gotta fix the seat and i gotta fix the tires but then you got another three grand into the bike you know on a good day you got a grand into it well on yeah. the bright side well, if you bought a like if you bought a used one that cheap then mm-hmm. you do have some wiggle room to make it right. If oh, anybody no. out there has an SCR, I'd be interested to hear what you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. I'll give I, you one dollar more than John gives you for it. <laughs> they're asking five grand, so five thousand and one. I do have a feeling that's going to be a bike that's going to. I think that bike's going to be the right side of thirty five hundred dollars real soon, because they just don't seem to have held their value at all. And you can't ask for a better motor, because. Yamaha has done magical 900 plus CC V twins forever, you know. So they've always had good good V twins. I so. had an 81 uh, 920 Virago. Yeah, I put like 28,000 miles. And it's a on great it, you know? fucking bike. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's one of those ones that when you drive past a very reflective uh, window, like a shop window, you don't always want to look over and see yourself on it because the styling was very 1981. Like Absolutely. it was it was the peak of. If you squint and hold your head just right, you might be fooled into thinking it was a sportster. People actually said that, and I'd go, yeah, no, I'm poor. <laughs> it's a Yamaha. But the frame gusset always got me on those yeah. bikes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Weird frame gusset. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. But I don't think in the history of time any one of those frames has ever broken. No. No, no. Way. No, no, I'm not saying that it would, but no. it's just that it always looked kind of like there's like a space there. Like, oh, and- that has been historically speaking. <laughs> this bike has been wrecked seventeen times. It's been through seventeen sets of forks, right. but never, never been the frame. Been the frame. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> yeah, that is a very that is a very real thing. And we've got motorcycles here that we know if a bike come a certain particular model or make a bike comes in and it's been on its side, we know the frame is bent. That's like the perfect bike for the motorcycle derby. Yes, it is. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, the Volvo nine forty of bikes. <laughs> Every time we have a Ducati come in, it doesn't matter what the vintage is, but Ducati does not spend one extra nickel on weld or metal when it comes to the frame. They want their frames to be as light as possible, and Ducatis for a long time did build a certain amount of flex into their frame. But the downside of that is if it experiences any sudden deceleration, like meaning from the side stand to the ground, it is bent the frame. 
And we have seen Ducati foot pegs bend the frame. Like we've seen people straight up big guys standing up on the foot pegs and hitting a bump while standing on the foot pegs bend the frame. Like, I'm like, where did you crash it? And he's like, I didn't crash it. I'm like, bullshit, you crashed it. Look at it. It's, it's bent. You can see it's bent. All the paint's coming off the frame. Like, it's bent. I didn't crash it. What did you do? I don't know. And I'm like, you're not that big. Like, you're not a super duper right. big guy. But, yeah, some of those frames are just real, real soft. Real On the flexible. flip side, Honda had uh, had too much rigidity in their CRF yeah. 300s. Yep. They had to redesign them to make them a little more supple. To make them a little more flexible. Yeah, it's absolutely true. People and were losing their fillings. That's one thing I worry about, like with the zero frames, that at, at some point you might get cracking in the aluminum. Okay. I, mean, I, don't, I mean, because there's not that, you could tell that the thing's super rigid. Yeah, but it's also, that entire frame weighs like 12 pounds. Right. Right. Because it is made out of like rocking horse shit. Like it's 100% fairy dust and it's amazing and it works great. But we tell people all the time, if you buy a zero FX or you buy a zero FXE or an FXS, you do not jump that bike. That is not a dirt bike. What you go over jumps on because we have seen a couple of them where the neck just completely fucking broke and the bike just instantly became a chopper. That one. uh, Yeah. uh, Bagel. Didn't Bagel buy the one that was yep. cracked in half? Bagel bought the one that was literally, I had rigged it up with ratchet straps so that the the triple was all back where it should be. And I had put ratchet straps on it in such a way that I had so much tension on there, you could ride the bike. Even though the triple was completely blown out. Like the fork, the down tube of the fork had completely left the bottom stays. And it when it cracked and it broke... I mean, that was a car hit. Like, that got hit by a car. So, you know, that's a bit extreme. That wasn't just, like, shenanigans out in the back 40. But <laughs> straight up, when it cracked and it broke, you looked at it and you're like, yep, okay, it, it found the weak link. And it really did find the weak link. There's no doubt about it. So, you know, especially those FX frames. Like, the FX frames and stuff, there's just enough metal there. There's no extra metal at all. So, yeah, that's a that's a real thing. Yeah. I would have taken the guy back the other direction again. Yeah, yeah, this is, yeah. And mind yeah. you, folks. He, he forgot his phone. Yeah. And this is a Thursday night. And what I will say about this is none of these uh, squads that you've seen are from Lakewood or any of the suburbs. This is purely Cleveland. Because in the daytime, you'll see people going, there you go. Bike life. Yeah, bike life. You got like two guys, like one guy's on a, a Hayabusa with his girl on the back. The other guy's on something else in the similar category and then their one bro is on the super mo why are they stopped in the middle is there a red light there's a red light oh okay yeah they got the red light light. yeah but you know they're gonna leave here at maximum velocity oh yeah wait for it yeah wait for it well and the thumper he's got the exhaust that makes sure that you hear him you know he's just oh yeah he's just wailing away over there no no nah they're taking off nice and easy oh Oh, there there it goes goes. yeah there it goes there's the wheelie yep That's that's that whole thing. The the dude who's riding with his sport bike friends and he's on the super mo. Yeah, he just loves that. He lives for that shit. He's like, all right, nobody's in front of me. Uh, Twelve o'clock. Yeah. Today in the parking lot, we were doing uh, graphic displays. In the parking lot with Phil. In the parking Phil. lot with Phil. <laughs> James got his camera out at one point because I was breaking in a TNT one thirty five and uh, kind of doing what you have to do to make sure they run right, and that means a lot of 
wheelies into a stoppy. <laughs> and if you want to know if you're feeling good about your skill level, do a wheelie into a stoppy in five parking spaces. Yeah. So wheelie into a stoppy in five parking spaces. Woo. Because that makes the stoppy a lot more important. Yeah. Like, you know, that stoppy, you got to fully commit when your rundown area is 17 other motorcycles. Yeah. yeah. The, at, at the compound, this is a while ago. I think it was one of the last times we were out riding. For the first time in my life, yeah. I skidded a stoppy on an SSR. Oh, you did? I tried to do a stoppy yeah. and it didn't. And yeah. the front wheel just skidded, just skidded. for like yeah. five, ten feet. Yep. Kind of like with the thing. And I was like, I didn't know you could do that. Like, that's <laughs> fucking cool, man. And then Nick ran you over. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and then Nick ran you over. Yep. Yeah, I was doing a bunch of stoppies today on the bikes and doing a bunch of wheelies today on the bikes. And the SSRs are so much, or not yeah. the SSRs, the TNT 135s. The TNT 135s are fucking hilarious because I don't care what your skill level is. You will. After you own a TNT 135 for like 43 minutes, you will start doing wheelies on it. And then you'll start doing stoppies on it. Can I tell you what happened to my TNT 135? I'm dying to know. Please, I know exactly do. what happened to it. <laughs> my, my, my wife, who is like to the point now where the motorcycles come and go and I don't even get yeah. in trouble. Right. Like whatever. She's very used to it now. Yeah, yeah, she's used to it. She was in the garage fucking around. And next thing I know, I see her pushing the fucking TNT 135 out. And she goes, I like the color of this bike. And it looks like it fits me. I think I'll take it. Nice. So my... My wife has commandeered my TNT one perfect, and that's a great bike to learn on yeah, too. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! She's going to graduate from the buddy to the one thirty. Yeah, and that's exactly what you should do. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah, Fernando was in here last night. We were shooting motor stories with Uncle Phil, and so we had Oscar in here. We had the whole crew. Everything lit up, and while we're shooting, I look over and I see Fernando. And no shit, he's reading brochures. Oh, he's slobbering. He's reading well, brochures. Well, you know what happened? So we shot we shot nickel and diming, and we yeah. used my scooter in the thing. Right. And yeah. I left it, and I told him, ride it, dude. Just ride it. Ride yeah. it. It's a buddy. You're yep. not going to kill it. And so I think he started riding it. Yeah. And then he was in here. and well, So today, he came by with Jess, right? Yeah. And so he and his wife showed up today, and they beat they beat uh, hasty fucking path back to the used corner oh the brown bike so they went back and they looked at that vespa uh lxv the chocolate El espresso. <laughs> espresso espresso the espresso vespa lxv and it's a special edition they did and it's got a real moo cow leather seat like it's legit what uh what what cc was that one? 150 okay yeah it's fuel injected 150 and so we're you know fernando's not a little guy no and so he he really did want to make sure that like his his wife could get on the back to go for ice cream or whatever. Yeah. And now uh, you can't do that on a buddy. Yeah. No. No, you can't. I mean, no. you just can't. I mean, a buddy is meant for two people if they're Asian and small, or a like tiny small five year old daughter. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like a tiny person with a small child on the back. That's what a buddy's good for two up. And a buddy also, nobody here is going to brag about how strong the buddy frames are. No, they flex. No, they flex. Not in a good way. Like, we're absolutely certain that if, if you're the right guy and you sit on a buddy and you grab the handlebars and reef on them, you could make the headlight touch your dick. I'm absolutely certain of it. We yeah. also got really good at straightening out bent ones with a come along. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you could get somebody who, like, went the wrong way into the garage wall with a buddy. Yeah. We'd sit there in the shop and we'd line everything up. Okay, get the lasers out. All right. Couple of tie down straps here, a couple of tie down straps there. Give me another click. Give me another click on the come along. <laughs> and we would literally just, and John's been there. We've done that shit and we've straightened these things out with laser accuracy. I mean, it's amazing how soft a buddy frame is. Yeah. But they're not kidding when they tell you like the weight capacity of a buddy 
But they're not brittle. No, they're not brittle. No, they, no, no, not at all. They're flexible. They're extraordinarily flexible. Yeah, they're flexible like a good bus, you know. And, but a buddy, I think, is rated for about 240 pounds, which is under where Fernando is, right? A little bit, yeah. yeah. Alone. Yeah, alone. Alone. <laughs> so they came in today, and uh, so uh, they're picking up their Vespa LXV on Tuesday. Cool. Yeah, so real happy for him. And he and we, I looked and saw where we were at on it, like what we paid to get it. And I'm not going to make a nickel off of Fernando. Fuck that. That's his bike. Cool. And uh, so he, they're all excited. They're going to get that thing on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. So super pumped. fun. Yeah, it's a good bike, too. And that's one of those things you're like, look, if that bike didn't have a little bit of battle damage on it, it'd be expensive. Right. But it's got just the right amount of battle damage on it, just the right amount of character to have knocked the price down to just fucking cheap. I mean, it's 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 sub buddy bunny. Wow. Yeah. It's the LXV that's being priced like a buddy. So he's real happy with it. Yeah. He'll have a good time. I'm going to have to take a look at that. I mean, he hasn't paid you any money yet, has he? Yeah, we're good. We make him a dollar more. We're going to scoop him. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to scoop him real quick on an LXV. (laughs) Didn't that just happen to you? No, that happened to the guy at work. Ben, right? Yeah, yeah. Ben got scooped on that Harley. Oh, really? Oh, what he happened? Th- he uh, found a CVO that he really liked. Yeah. He talked to the guy. The guy was out in, like, Sandusky or something. He said, I'll be out there tomorrow to, you know, get the money and do the title because right. I don't want to come out on a Sunday. Yeah. I have to come back. And the guy's like, okay, I'll hold it for you. And then at, like, 10 o'clock at night, the guy calls back and says, oh, I've decided not to sell it, which is code word for i got a better offer yeah right yeah. i got cash already yeah. yeah yeah exactly right yeah i've already i've made a bad decision you know I need what to get out of it that's on ben because if you find a deal you better get there and you better snap boy it these days yeah, i'm not waiting i'm not giving a trailer that's other people brand. are looking get there i don't even t- i wouldn't even talk to somebody about i wouldn't make a deal unless no. i was standing there in their driveway that's absolutely true that is that is absolutely true. Opie's new name is Opie Plus One because he always is gonna <laughs> plus one. Oh, I've been called Opie One Kenobi. I mean, <laughs> you down with OPP? Yeah, you fucking I'm know me. Totally yeah, down. Yeah, that and that is that is <laughs> absolutely true. That it is really really hard in this market. We've had more people come in here and and be like, "I'm here to buy that bike that you guys had here last week." Okay, now you you've admitted you're a week late. That's like, like trying to buy a house these days. Yes, it is. You want to tell us about that, Sanchez? <laughs> How's that going, Steve? That's good. I'm going now, but now yeah, you're doing yeah. fine. But yeah, three or four houses later, oh, man. Yeah. And the reason we got this house is because it went on the market at 6 p.m. We saw it at 7 p.m. We put it in an offer at 7:22 p.m. And we were the only people to see it that day. Right. So then the next day, oh, and this is kind of fucked up. So I'm sitting there and like, we're stressing out. We're like, we're not getting this house because we couldn't spend an extra dollar. No, we you were at their limit. Yeah, yeah, we were like, they might have still, they still show it. No, well, they canceled them. They canceled them for us. They had eight showings that day, but they accepted our offer in the morning. Yeah. And uh, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm still hesitate. I'm not going to say it's 100% until I have fucking keys in my hand right, because sure. I know how this shit works. Sure. Yeah. But every other time, man. Be like you'd, you'd put an offer, you'd be all excited. Then the next day, oh, somebody came in and bought for a hundred thousand dollars over asking price, cash offer, no closing or no closing. It's closing in five days, no loan, right? Uh, no inspection, uh, and they'll pay for the people to move. So it had to be like investment companies sucking up houses or something. It was fucking crazy. Man. Hedge funds, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're That's buying the up thing, private homes all over the country. 
it's a what I thought was great is Sleepy's talking about when they went out to look at the house. So Sleepy's like, yeah, I went out to look at the house. Got my wife there. Got my daughter there. And got the realtor there. Mm. And it's pretty obvious, you know, because this is out. In the, this is out in the sticks. It's pretty obvious the house is being shown, right? And so as the neighbor, <laughs> the neighbor wants to have a certain amount of control in the situation. Because yes, the neighbor does. doesn't want some cock knuckles moving in next to him, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Too late. Yeah. <laughs> and so the neighbor goes out in the backyard, loads up a magazine in his 45. And just plugs away. And empties a magazine in the backyard. Into Steve's car. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was so ridiculous. Like, like we're like we're in the house. We come out of the house. We're looking at the property. And I'm, I'm oogling. All right, the you're there. You're there. Go ahead. Go Seriously. ahead. Oh, you know, it wasn't like he was set up and he was going to do some rain shooting that night. Like he was, this is all going to be like, oh yeah, you know, it's, it's the late evening. I'm just, gonna, I got my table set up. No, I got my worse, target set up. It was worse up. than this. He was pushing out a lawnmower to yeah. go mow the lawn. And then he went and back we and he got in. a gun. When I went in the garage, yeah. I was looking at the garage mahal and I'm like, ah, oh, I love this. And I walk out and the, the lawnmower is just in the middle of the driveway sure. sitting there. Yeah. But Running. now he's Running. like, yeah, he comes yeah. out of the house and he's like, yeah, he literally went in, got his. Um, he literally went in the garage or went in the house. He got his home defense piece. Sure, took the expensive bullets out, put the cheap bullets in, and gave you a little display. Yeah, and just to let you know, if you're like, I hope this scares you away. Well, but well, it didn't work. Well, I have news for him. He's yeah. going to be interested when I uh, FPV a drone with a nine millimeter on it. Yes, chase exactly. around his fucking house. <laughs> well, I, I lived in Mississippi for five years, and we just call that the redneck welcome wagon. That is it. Yeah. I mean, that exactly was like Steve, right. dude. Yeah. See, but my thing is, my wife was like, "Should we be concerned about?" I'm like, "Fuck no. That means we'll never have problems." Bingo. And that's the green light. <laughs> yeah. And that's the green light for I. You know what? I don't want to have the touchy conversation with him that, okay, some of my friends are going to come over because you've got a pond on your property. It's 2 o'clock. You've been drinking. Let's yeah. go shoot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. My neighbors don't care. Oh, right. I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding when I tell you that uh, Sleepy's uh, ska and punk rock bowling yeah. fucking shooting, scootering fucking festival is happening. It's all going on because the fact is, looking at his property, if you shoot over the pond, there's nothing behind it but miles of forest. Yeah, nothing. You can, so there, you, nice. Yeah. You, this is not going to be in Bruce's backyard shooting across a puddle, um, like no. where the targets are at maximum fifty feet away. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about like game on. Like, and if you don't think you might need a scope, you don't yeah. think there's going to be a remote control boat with something you can shoot on it driving around that <laughs> yes, fucking please. pond. Well, of course there is. Yes, All I'm thinking is already that there's going to be remote already. control boats that, that are how many, how many we need them. to those <laughs> I'm going to be a whole Amazon. new game. Yeah. I can get remote control boats for ten ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be a whole fleet of remote control boats because it's going to be like skeet, but All in right. the water. <laughs> All right, kids. Here, kids. Right. You drive the boats. You drive the boats. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Involving yeah. the children. Yes. The wives are happy. Yeah. 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 It, sounds, it sounds magical. Yeah, I love everything you about that. You sunk my battleship. Well, I think the, in the in the thought of being smart, you have the boat, right. but then you have the boat like in the military. They'd train fighter pilots because there'd be a, a bomber, but they'd be towing targets. Yeah, right. 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 There'd be a fighter plane, but it'd be towing a target. So you're not shooting up the boat. You're shooting up the target being towed by the right. boat. Yeah. Or just put something on top the of the barge it, full of tannerite. <laughs> yes, exactly. The barge full of tannerite. <laughs> oh, the helium, the helium balloons full of acetylene. acetylene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wait, can the boat shoot back? Can the boat shoot back? Oh, that's great. 
Yeah. It's only fair. It, it is, is only fair. Well, if totally animals shot back, there'd be a lot less hunters in the yes, woods. Hell yeah. So, Believe me. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think this is a brilliant idea. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. No, no. Yeah, I, I don't see a downside either. So. I, no, no, it's good. It's going to be yeah. good. It's going to be one of those things where people are going to go in your backyard and they're going to be like, wow, you built a deck for the pool you're going to build someday. Like, no, 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 no. That's not a deck. That's our shooting platform. Yeah, that's the driver's stand and shooting platform. That's the driver's stand and shooting platform. That's exactly right. The boat drivers go over here. Yeah. Yep. I love it. That way they can't accidentally hit the driver. No, no, they're safe. Got to have them out of harm's way. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, it's going to be good. I fucking love it. Yeah, and you know what's <laughs> we're going to be also going to be great is every fish in that pond is going to have lead poisoning. <laughs> Literally, they're going to yeah. die of lead poisoning. They're going to be like, no, oh, you, no, no. They're you like, should, what's that? I'm going to tell you. Do steel shot. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's right. for the environment. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It'll I mean, be that's red rust. That, that is exactly yeah. the whole lake's going to be rusty. With my luck, I'd shoot in the lake and it would, it would just empty. That's raining in China. I was in the drain from the basement, went out underneath all the way out to the pond. Oh, now it makes sense. Perfect sense. But it does look like a perfect place to be, you know, full of, shigan- full, full of shenanigans. Yeah, and yeah. a garage that actually can support my addic- addiction. Oh, that garage is there big. There were four cars in there, and it wasn't even near no. full. No, it Did, was nice. There were four cars and a big trailer. But, but let me explain yeah. something. So, like, uh, it's, it's not like I'm a baller or anything right now, right. but here's what happened. So, we live in Cleveland Heights. Cleveland Heights has a thing called RITO, which is the Regional Income Tax Tax Association. Right. Plus, they have ridiculous fucking city taxes that we get nothing for. So, the difference... From going to the house that we have now, when we're selling it, for obviously everything's higher, so we're getting a decent right. rate for our house, so we're using that for the down payment and the other, whatever. But the difference is $350 a month. It's in fucking crazy. I'm going from like a fucking a, 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 a tiny little fucking house in the city to an actual nice house with a fucking real garage, and it's $350 a month more. Yeah. How much land? 5.5 acres. Yeah. Perfect. And the lake is at the very back of it. So yeah, it's, it's like, the back corner. It's yeah, really cool. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. neat. I like it a lot. And like I, that garage, I was asking the guy because he had a 50th anniversary Mustang or something with like a carbon fiber splitter and all that shit. I was like, you know, well, I, I mean, we could probably offer a little more if he throws the car in. My wife was like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> it is a nice car. I would trade it for a riding mower, maybe. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. first thing on the list. He's already. We've been already texting. been talking about it. My mom, my mom has a 42 inch uh, Craftsman thing that she never uses. So I'm like, oh, I'll start with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna get really good at the strategic use of wildflowers. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna like you're gonna. You're gonna have you ever heard of rewilding? Consult? We're yes. gonna rewild a lot. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah, you're Don't. gonna become one of those guys who are like I only mow what I absolutely right. fucking have to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just mow the front around the house and everything. Yeah. 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 Even that. I'd and a like, little trail out through the back. Yeah. I'd be like, you know. You let someone come in parts of it and just mow hay after it grows up. Sure. Well, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. But I or do he think. get a flock of sheep. That's a great idea. And just let them eat the grass. Yeah, goats. Well, no, I watched Clark's, I Clarkson's farm. Sheep, sheep are a problem. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. I'd that's go right. with goats. Goats, yeah, goats are, are like indestructible. They get yeah, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Why are sheep so proud? Uh, watch problem. watch uh, Amazon yeah. Clarkson, Clarkson's farm. Clarkson's farm. Okay. If you watch that, it, at first I was like, oh, that's cute. He's doing sheep. And then after watching like six episodes, you're like, never do sheep. 
No. Because it's just like if you want to keep them alive, it's stupid expensive. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, sheep thing ha- sheep well, things happen to sheep. And right now, sheep if you had sheep yeah. and they got sick, you can't get resemivir or whatever because right. everybody, everybody's taking ivermectin. 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 Yeah. Right. All your sheep are going to have problems because you can't get any ivermectin. Did at you all. hear? I just saw this news article as I came in. So Joe Rogan, yep. you know, Captain Rogan, yes. he got fucking COVID and he I said know. publicly that he's going to take Ivy Mectin yeah, or whatever. Yeah, there you go. He's Game not on. getting, he's not going to do the vaccine. Nope, he's that's sucking fine. down some sheep hormones. There you go. He must be you heavily invested in that. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, there's got to be a, there's got to be a pot of gold at the end of that Dumbo. Absolutely. Well, it's a hundred yeah. bucks a tube. For ivermectin? Yeah. So not, I just read on the not internet. when I was a kid. When I was a kid, that was yeah, at Farm, that was at Farm and Fleet. And it was like. It was like they'd give you a free, a free a sample, a, a, a doser of it. Like, yeah, because that, that ivermectin shit, it's not expensive. Well, it is when white people start buying it, I guess. Right. Yeah. But it's only yeah. good if you smoke it. You can't just fucking, <laughs> you can't take it in. <laughs> Vape it. You know what? We, we got to have a whole new rumor that it's only good if you keister it. <laughs> yeah, it only right. works rectally. <laughs> That's it. A- anally applied. <laughs> anally applied. In in half gallon doses. It works. On- <laughs> Look, that is a, like in the, in, in the dairy industry, that's a wash. I mean, that's, that's yeah. something that they can literally... When the animals are are pest ridden and they've got parasites, that's something that they they just go in and hose them down with it, because they know that's the idea. Is you know you you want to get rid of those those gut born parasites and those gut born bacteria. So it kind of goes on everything. But Jesus, black black walnut and um, tincture. wormwood tincture yeah. does the same thing. Look, yeah, there you go. Bring it on! So there but you I don't have think it. that cures COVID. Um, again, I, I was, I'm gonna. I don't think I've ever. I don't think. I don't think we need to go all the way to this. I don't think we need to go all the way to the CDC for this one. <laughs> I'm just gonna say there's been a lot of things people have said cured COVID, and not one of them has turned out to be like, oh yeah, that works. But how about the light internally? Didn't that work? I, well, Did no, we try I, that yet? <laughs> no, but the funny part is, is that I, I think it's funny that Joe Rogan was shoving like a fluorescent light tube up your ass. Yeah, perfect. No, no, not fluorescent. I've heard blowjobs cure COVID. Fucked if I get COVID. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> I did want to announce that BMW. We were talking about scramblers. So we have this discussion about scramblers, and BMW has let some spy photographs out. They're not spy photographs. This shit. This bike posed for these pictures. Like you know, when you see a spy photograph, that shit is like camouflaged and yeah, all taped right. up and got Sticker cardboard to it. and shit. Yeah, this motherfucking thing has got like they spent ten hours in makeup making this bike look perfect. <laughs> this is not a spy photograph. This is the BMW R9T Urban GS. Now keep put it up it on the screen. Urban yeah, put it up G- on the screen. Now remember, urban guys, G- one of my favorite one of my favorite things about the R9T. Ever yeah. was I love the R9T. It's, it's a, a beautiful yeah, fucking a bike. bike. Yeah. I've had them. I like them. I really like the R9T. I thought it's got a good character. It's you got had a one that was kind of like bobbed and stuff, right? Like there was yeah, nothing we, left. We on had it. one that the guy had removed anything that didn't make it go or stop. Yeah, right. It was pretty. It was a beautiful yeah. bike. That, that kit they make. Yep. Is that that looks like their new R9? Yep. Is way better than the R9. Yeah. Yeah. Well. What I think is hilarious is a couple of years after the R9 came out, they came out with the R9T because, you know, we know the R9T was the original base model. It's the right, R9T. Right. It's kick ass, right? So then they came out with the R9T Urban. 
And of course, you know, I'm going to call that the R9 turbine because you can't <laughs> not call it an R9 turbine. It's, it's printed right out in words. It's the R9T urban. It should be the R9T suburban. It should. Yes. So, so now they have, and you're going to love this because it is now called the R9 turbine Galandastrasse. So it is really, it is not, I'm not kidding. It just I, rolls right off your tongue. I can't make this up. It is the R9 turbine GS. Yes. So an R9. What does Galanda mean? I know what Strasse means. It's land and street. It's uh, country roads. Country right. Road. Yeah, yeah. It's Galanda Strasse. It's like, you know, whoop, lights going down. Lights going down. Yep. There you go. So that's now on, we're, now we're literally somewhere. on you. Yeah, it's on you. So COVID's cured. Yeah, we're done. Yep. That's it. The uh, it's so, signing up his ass. Went yeah. down. But Tad, Tad Urban to Galanda Strasse. Seems to be like an oxymoron. Of course almost. it is. It's the craziest thing in the world. It would be like being the street fighter scrambler cross country, right? Yeah. You know, that's what it is. I mean, that's the whole thing. But that being said, maybe street fight my way across the country. Exactly. It's the it's crazy. But what it is, is it is legit. It's got gold rims, yay. It's got a uh, completely superfluous double scrambler exhaust, so two megaphones. And then it's, it's the got one fake like uh two into one into like, two. like the F like yeah, yeah, the yeah, F yeah, eight hundred's got one fake can. <laughs> yeah. Or the six fifty or something, right? The yeah. that was the six fifty. There's a there, there's a whole range of them. They yeah. had just one fake muffler. It, 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 it was like it was yeah. like a tube or something, right? You could put it's, stuff in it. Well, they sell a kit that you can make it so you can <laughs> oh, put yeah, stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. But originally it was a resonance chamber. It was just like stuff went into it. it completely it was they they made up several different reasons for why it existed. None of them were true. Right. It was basically so the bike would have symmetry. Yeah. So people wouldn't just look at it and think it was a single. Right. They'd be like, Well, it's a single, but you know, it's not. So this thing though is beautiful. And it's I the, got this. It's the proper, you know, Bavaria paint scheme. I as much as I want to fucking hate this bike in 19 different ways, I love this bike. It's fucking beautiful. And but the problem is BMW is in a bad state to make it because BMW already has 14 different versions of bikes. Like BM, BMW's series of they have 14 different GS models. How many fucking GS models does BMW need to have? Starbucks. Apparently 15. Right, <laughs> Apparently they need. They're in the Harley game. Well, no the mas. more models they have, the more you have to carry the yes, minimum number exactly. of bikes on your floor. Look, yeah. I oh. don't have to sell Steve fourteen bikes if I can sell Steve's dealer fourteen bikes, right? right? So if I sell Steve's dealer fourteen bikes, that's how many bikes leave the factory, and that's all I really care about. Then if Steve didn't buy fourteen bikes, that's the dealer's fault, mm -hmm. right? I blame that on the dealer, and I still cash Especially his checks. Especially after you add all the stuff to it, and you order it, and you wait yeah. for it, and you pay $30,000 for a yeah, motorcycle. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, this whole thing is kind of ridiculous. But I, I do have to say that I'd be okay if they killed off seven or eight other GSs and just had this one. Dan just kicked the can. Because this... The R9 Turbine GS is is absolutely. <laughs> what does it? What's it look like? Galanda it looks like Strasse. that. I, I mean, I mean, we can. No, you don't have to pick it up. But just like anything, it looks like that. I mean, it's no, a sexy you. fucking bike. It's a sexy fucking bike. I mean, we'll drop a thing on her or something or whatever. But I'll put it in the show notes. We'll just put a big picture of it. That'll it's be got the gold official rims one. like my uh, SP again. Trump seeds. Look, if you are going to make a bike that is supposed to be off roady, yeah, and you put gold rims on it, I give you five bonus points already. Yep, I'm already thanking you for doing it. It looks cool. I like the way it looks. I don't care whose name is on the gas tank 
Well done, gold rims. Yeah. 100%. Thank you very much. I've got gold-colored rims on a Nissan Rasheen, and it looks cool. <laughs> it does. That SDR would look good with gold rims. It would look good with gold rims. You're absolutely right. Zero did a DSR with gold rims, and it mm-hmm. looked fucking mm-hmm. cool. Like, it's just one of those weird things. It makes no sense. We're not fooling anyone into thinking they're actually gold or anything. But Oh, they're not? No, they're not. Oh, jeez. No. But that, on the BMW, they might be. I don't <laughs> <You> know. know. <laughs> There's a chance, right? There's a chance it could be. But anyway. <laughs> they have. Never mind. <laughs> Well, well done, BMW. Yeah. Germany's got a lot of spare gold and treasure and stuff still from. It's got some Jewish person's teeth in it. Yeah. There oh, you, go. you hey, went there. I went there, right? So, yeah, we could do that here. The uh, But super fun, super. Yeah. Look. We didn't. Hey, it, it happened. I'm just saying I mean, that the shit happened. You're right? not denying anything. I didn't deny. I didn't design those showers. They. Uh, it is uh, a totally different kind of plumbing. The. That motorcycle, I think, I think they nailed it. It's uh, God, man, that rusty hatchet. No, 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 he's not going to say that one again. Yeah, that that's that's not going to be. Yeah, that's not going to. We're not going to float that one out there. Maybe later when the mic when the microphones are off, that could happen. But uh, anybody have any interesting events coming up? Because yeah, we're getting into that time of the year. We could talk a little about the event that just happened. I mean, I don't know if anybody got to participate too much in mods versus rockers. I just jumped in on the tail and did the after. Party at the Little Rose on the Rain Avenue. Nice yeah, little yeah, place. Little, cool. Cute cool. little bar, yeah. yeah, yeah I didn't get a bar. chance to go down to Skidmark or the uh, no. Crawford Western, Art Museum. Yeah. Yep. I know I know the people put a lot of work into it, and I know that they were trying to do a cool thing. But in in the city of Cleveland, in the summertime, we have a limited amount of nice days. Yeah, yeah. There are, the last thing I want to do is be indoors for three hours on one of these days, it is especially a, on a ride. And, and you know what? It was 90 Breeze, it felt like 105 that day. Oh, was right. it? Yeah, so in the breeze like, on your motorcycle. I, I didn't get to go in the museum. I had to leave. Oh, shit. And I was like, I wanted to go in there and cool up. Oh, just to have the air conditioning. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if they had much of a ride. I don't know. I didn't hear from anybody. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see any information about a scheduled ride. I didn't have any options because I had planned to go over there and at least show my face because we're right. sponsoring it. And I figured I'd go over and show my face. I got here at 830 in the morning. We opened at 11. And there were already people here at 8.30. So at 8.30 in the morning, we started having to, you know, entertain guests. You know, like we had to talk to them. Why? Weren't they supposed to go to Skidmark? No, no, no. Not not rally participants. Customers. Oh, customers. Right. Well, people who had... People were dressed as customers. Yeah, right, right. yeah exactly. They didn't prove no, no money, just yeah. problems. Yeah, they right, didn't yeah. get that designation yeah. yet. But, were, I mean, we sold four bikes. Like, we were, we were humping. And we were humping all day. Like, we... We close at six on Saturdays, and I was dealing with people until seven thirty. So our day on Saturday went from eight thirty in the morning until seven thirty. So it was a barn burner of a day. Like we were all stupid busy, and uh, that was one of those things where where lunchtime came and went, and, and we we're like, shit, we didn't get to eat today. And that's you know, we have those days. Like that does happen here, and it does usually happen on a Saturday. So it's it's tough for us to make Saturday events. People who work here. It's real tough to make Saturday. Oh, I'm sure. Speaking yeah. of food, uh, the Little so Rose had really good food there. Yeah, All they vegan did. menu. Yeah. Oh, they did? Yeah, I got the really... Monster Tots, smashed those, $3 Labats. Nice. Yeah, it was a good, was a good place. I was, that was perfect for me. I got to see like all the usual subjects. suspects were right. all there. Darby, Sharon Arthur showed up. The, yeah. No Amanda, but Mark showed up. Okay. Who was the Santa Claus guy? That... <laughs> Every, Mark was like, everybody's asking about Amanda. Nobody cares about me. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Every, like, what's wrong with just me? Right. <laughs> Mark's a great guy. I know. He's a very cool guy. He doesn't have boobs. 
but he's a very, very good guy. I yeah. almost said that to him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, you know, there you go. But it is true. I mean, it's like when we have those events and we do that stuff, Amanda's always there, right? I mean, she's she's a consistent rider. Like, she's historically come out yeah. to that stuff. So I got I, I bumped into John Frishanti or whatever from uh, Skidmark. Friscat. Friscat, that's it. John yeah, Friscat. Friscat. So yeah. we used to work at Jack Prince together uh, for like five or six years together. And so I was there when he was like running. Oh, that was a very good conversation. <laughs> it was fucking great, man. Yeah. Frisket's a great dude. So Solid guy, man. He's one of those cats. Like, if, if you know Robot in San Diego, like, if, if you're a friend of his, you understand. Like, there are people that are just really good at doing a bunch of stuff. And Bailey's another one that our friends in San Diego is just really good at doing a bunch of stuff. And Frisket's that same way. Frisket's that perfect utility player. You're like, okay, I just bought a building. I have no idea what I'm doing. It's nine floors. I don't know what's going on. I need to hire somebody. Friscat. Yep. He's That's the guy, guy you should have hired out at the plant. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to John. <laughs> That's it. But no, but like the funny part is. I don't think Friscat's looking for work. You? Yeah. No, I mean, he, I, actually, he was, I, he's gone like, to NASA. You're, well, you're a welfare case. He's, he, he, he's been retired <laughs> yeah. for 10 years. He's right. 38 years old or something. Yeah, so he's, yeah he's a little older than that, but yeah. Somewhere yeah. around there, 40s right. or whatever. Yeah. But, um. He uh he was just talking about he's he's probably gonna go to work for NASA right. and do some stuff for them. Yeah, he's but the the crazy part about the guy is he is the most like I don't know what you I don't know how you'd call it, like average Joe looking dude. Like just Absolutely. like yep. hat, pants, yep. whatever. But meanwhile, but he's like <laughs> two the, eyes, front of his face, yeah. you know, very normal. <laughs> but but he's like the most but the funny part is is like you look at some dude with a mohawk and a rancid right. fucking leather jacket and stuff. You're like, that dude's punk. No, John's like the most punk rock oh, dude course. I yeah, fucking yeah. know. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he doesn't care about rule. Like, he'll be like, well, we'll just fucking fix the building. Right. And you're like, but yeah. the state said we can. And he's like, hey, we'll hey, just fix we're the just building. Fix it. Yeah. Did you see how somehow we missed the mosh pit at Mid-Ohio? There was a video. Somebody- yeah, so, the, so down by the track. Yeah. So there's this whole other group that started up another party. So okay. there's now two parties at Mid-Ohio. So how do we not know about this? Is This is letting us down that somebody didn't, didn't tell us about this. Well, it's okay. I mean, we were never for a lack of fucking entertainment. No, of course not. But where we were, I'm a little upset that we didn't know about a second party. Well, they did have they did have kind of a a, a, a metal band going on over oh, there. Okay. Yeah. So it was it was very cool. I walked down there. It's fucking going. And but it's the same thing. It's like it's just a bunch of people hanging out, and then somebody brought amplification. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so you know there was a whole scene going on. It's kick ass. Yeah. So it was really great. It's yeah. badass. So I mean. And I think the more of that, the better. There can never be too much of that. There's got to be a scalp. Did you get those horns? Oh, 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 oh. Well, we're, we'll, we'll we're talk getting about the band back yeah, together. We're getting the fucking world's worst band. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to work really hard to play one song by Mid Ohio next year. And that song is Careless Whisper. So there you go. That's the. Oh, oh there you go. Boy, it did. The wind is kicking up out here. So the, the answer is uh, no. Yeah. The answer is no. Uh, All right. Because. They were up to like a thousand. Yeah, they bid up to. Yeah, they bid up crazy high. Yeah, because that's the way everything is right now. Like the steal a deal thing is done. Everybody's got a little too much money and they're spending it. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's funny. It's like it goes from place to place. Like it, Craigslist used to be able to get deals. Yes, exactly. And everybody figures it out, figure and then there's out. no deals. Right. Then you go to Gov deals. Oh, Gov deals used to be able to get deals. Not anymore. In all the different deep underground versions of Gov deals that I play around on, people are paying way more than shit costs new. Right. It makes it's, no sense. Doesn't to make me. any sense to me. Yeah, either. I looked. Uh, I looked at an Airstream trailer the other day, and it's about a ten-year-old Airstream. When it was new, it was twenty-three thousand ten years ago, and this one had been like in a in a uh, lot, 
like a sal- like an impound lot. It had been an impound lot for like six years. And somebody bid that thing up to nine and a half thousand dollars. And you're like, this is sight unseen. This is like sitting in a lot in Nebraska for fuck's sake. And why are people bidding so goddamn high? Oh, because it's a camper. Right? Because campers were fires. Campers, they were like motorcycles. Exactly. People bought the shit out of them and it's yeah. hard to find them. So you can't find anything. So if you so need I, a camper, yeah. I almost bought a loader. Yeah. But I thought it was too much, a little bit too much money. Nobody yeah. bid on it. Right. Yeah. Which is amazing because they've been bidding the crap out of these But things. that's how you know it was too much money. Yeah. So then I yeah. uh, I sent them an email and I said, hey, would you take right. uh, 2500 bucks for it? And then right. they... They raised it to thirty five hundred, right. and they re- relisted it. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it might be worth it at thirty five hundred, but you know, They'll it's like an game. obscure one, right? You can't get parts for it. See, so, yeah, there you go. It has Fiat and Ellis in the name. Get the fuck out of here! No, but it's you made. Want to mention USA. that because there's still fourteen days left on the auction. You just blew it for me, bro. Nobody, so if you're out there and you're looking for a good right, loader, yeah. if you're, like, go on like GovDeals. www.govdeals. looking for anything in the it's way the of a loader. the one that's located in Fostoria, Ohio. Oh, my God. Because you know what? That's I'd be happy thing. to go look at it for you. That's one of those great things when you do get uh, I'm going to smash you with it when I get it. Pick up a... You know, that's the look. only reason you want it. The only reason he wants a loader is to smash To thing. break things. That's all he wants to do with it. I want to right through my house. You're gonna go into the basement. Yes. Didn't you watch and then that? I want like this. I just want to. Like, what was that movie called? He's gonna build kill loader. Kill killdozer. Yeah, he's gonna build killdozer, and he's gonna end up in somebody's basement, and they're gonna get him because of that. That's how that guy died. He died because the shit overheated because he went into a basement that he didn't know was there. Learn. From I know the basement's there though, so uh, I'm already uh, one step ahead. Just push everything yeah. into the basement. That and is, then take it out. Right. That's a ride that Steve and I are going to have to do someday. Go yeah. to the Killdozer Museum. The kill the yeah. Killdozer I, Museum. Did that. you watch? Did you guys see the documentary Tread? Yeah, tre- Tread. Oh, oh sorry, it's fucking tread. amazing. Just dude. watch the documentary. You yeah. won't need to go to the museum. Yeah, he was a pissed off motherfucker, man. Yep, and he was a pissed off well motherfucker who could weld. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's the secret. How many right there. sticks did he go through? A lot. <laughs> it's dude. It took him months yeah. and months and months. And it yeah. was a layer of steel, then cement, and then steel. And when you watch the when you watch Tread, and he's basically like, yeah, like I wasn't really trying to hide it. Like, nope. And it's his, yeah. it's his voice because he right. left he left his manifesto yeah. on a tape. Yeah. Oh really? Oh yeah. yeah so there's yeah. like a two and a half hour audio yeah. recording of him explaining why he did it. Yep. Who the assholes of the city were? Right. Calls them uh, out by name, and they inter- they all get interviewed individually. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that guy's a twat waffle. Yeah, <laughs> that guy, that guy totally had it coming. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The only thing that's like the only thing that's sad about the entire thing is the guy. Like he did go on his rampage, but what's sad about it is the guy ended up dying because the ultimate end for that would have been you knew this was suicide by cop. Of course it was. Yeah. But but. He came pretty fucking close to just being like, there's no getting away with it. Sooner or later, you have to get out of Killdozer. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Bad recon. Bad recon. Well, another thing. No exit strategy. He was a pretty prolific snowmobiler for backcountry snowmobiling. Everybody loved the guy. And he made bumpers. So, like, he he had a muffler shop. So, that's where he did all his work. And so, he made, like, out out of muffler tubing, he made bumpers. And they said, like, nobody would even take you seriously if you didn't have one of his fucking bumpers on your sled. In the community. He was well-known and respected in the community. Just straight up dude. Yep. But eventually. Talk to us, Phil. If things start reading really tough, if she comes down on you. We're going to talk to you. Right. Right. 
all of a sudden. Just about the exit strategy. Right. Everything else is good. <laughs> Everything else is fine. We're going to have to talk about the exit strategy. I mean, strategy. all he had to do was put a trap door in the bottom, and then you oh, just drive okay. over something and let it keep going. Oh, that would be the move. The yeah. move would be to have a pit already set up, yeah. camouflaged, you, you and just drive over it, drop yourself into the pit, let, let the it, thing just keep on going. Yeah. Hide on your be, spider hole. It would be miles, and they'd all be miles away when the thing finally stopped yeah, running. Yeah, come out dressed as an old lady. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> or or have special effects so you look like you were run over by it, so you're all oh, bloody yeah. and fucked up. Oh fuck that! Help me! Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that, that that would be the jam. Wearing somebody yeah. else's skin, <laughs> a, a pig with a stick of dynamite inside. Yeah. Oh man, that. Uh, well, I mean, how do you follow tread? That's it. You can't follow yeah, tread for yeah. fuck's sake. Uh, but when I when the autumn time is coming up, there the folks at Distinguished Gentlemen's Ride. You know, they moved the event. It used to be September 27th weekend. Always was like the third or last weekend in September. They moved it um, to May, right? So we all did, yeah. you know, we all did DGR in May. And we were like, oh, they moved that to May because, you know, the weather's really rotten in Australia in September. Sure. <laughs> that's why they did it. Nope. 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 You guys want to feel... You ever feel like you just want to get hurt? You want to get stabbed a little? You want to feel like maybe you've been taken advantage of just a little bit? Do you know what's scheduled to happen in September? Another DGR? The DGR for cars. Oh. Yep, that's right. The, the boys from the DGR are doing DGR for cars. Last weekend in September. Distinguished Gentlemen's Drive. You got it. It's so the Distinguished for, Gentleman's Drive. So they made motorcycles a second-class citizen? Uh, you know, no. What They're, they're going to do both of them and make no, but more what money. What I'm saying is that they, yeah. could, they, they bumped the motorcycles for the cars. No, I, I think they moved the I think they moved the motorcycles to a a, te- a more temperate. Right, right better climate. Oh. Right. Yep, exactly. So I think what they did was they said, we can fuck this cat two ways. <laughs> and uh, and that's what they did. I mean, I think they figured out a way that it turns out like ninety three billion dollars is nice, but like one hundred and eighty six billion dollars is better. I wonder how we could do We're that. Going to get all the like the you think motorcycle cow, guys have money? Corvette guys are there. Way to get into the car guys. <laughs> and that's exactly it. Now, what does what? So what? Uh, like, <laughs> What what classifies as distinguishedly dressed in a car? I'm is glad it wearing your like satin Corvette yeah. jacket with all the Asgard for you sure? Almost, you almost and have to, your mullet. You almost have to have a convertible. Because <laughs> who's going to see you otherwise? Yeah, right. This yeah. is all, and none of this is wrong. Oh, you guys are right. T tops. Cam Cam is Cam is all excited now, but he can't decide whether to take his 1984 Camaro or the new <laughs> yellow fucking Mustang. He's it's a problem now. It, it, it could well, be got rid of his vet. No, he's he bought a Mustang though, so he's got a vet and a Mustang. He's got a vet and a Mustang, yeah. Well, he's yeah. got multiple Mustangs. I oh, because you said Camaro, I thought. Oh no, he's just Camaro. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, so that's I mean that's a real thing it, that is happening, and that's that's real. And uh, I thought when I first got the when I straight up when I first got the uh, when I first got the notice about it. I was like, oh, wow, this is really, really probably in poor taste. It's not. It's real. It's called the Distinguished Gentleman's Drive. Now, would you like to know the rules? Uh, no. <laughs> rules, schmools. There are rules. You cannot have a DGR without having rules. Mm. We don't follow 
Right. Uh, and it is called it is called the DGD. Thank you for asking. Right. Uh, so far, there are 1,621 registered drivers. And uh, there's many, many countries available. Uh, they're doing it all over the fucking place. Obviously, just like the DGR, it's, uh, it'll be happening anywhere people are willing to donate money. So uh, I'm sure the operational expenses of this are going to be amazing. Uh, but it is one of those things. Vehicle eligibility. Ready? The criteria for vehicles. Four wheels. <laughs> must be built pre-1980. Oh, wow. So you actually have to have an old car. Vehicles built before 31st of December 1979 are eligible to participate. The vehicles must be currently registered and insured. The vehicles must be in safe mechanical condition. Uh, Now, here's where they get you. Identical run-on models. Vehicles designed and initially manufactured before 1980. These run-on models are the exact same shape, bodywork, and chassis as the pre-1980s model. So if you can think of certain things, I don't know, Triumphs? Chevy Citation? MGs? Um, there were a lot of vehicles that were designed in the 70s yeah, and, and built they continued in the on. 70s that continued on well into the 80s um, that are there. Your vehicle must be under three tons. That's a rule. They put that in there. Your That's vehicle stupid. must be under three tons. What if there's a sweet-ass old truck or something? I, I, under three tons, 6,000 pounds. However, you're also allowed to have period-correct replicas. So re- recreations that externally are visually correct within the original design, bodywork, and production of pre-1980s models vehicles. I could take my gazelle. It means kit cars. It basically <laughs> means kit Absolutely. cars. It means kit cars are okay. If you built yourself a... A Ferrari Aero, or, or if you built yourself <laughs> one of those uh, frame. Volkswagen Speedster, Porsche, fake, don't you know? Don't lean on any part of the car thing. Right. If you built one of those, you're good to go, man. That's fine. So, but that is for real. That's what they're doing. Now, and what if you have an HHR? Because that is again, <laughs> again, I, I'm going to say that I completely agree with. This is old mini versus new mini. Yeah. Right. This is old Porsche versus new Porsche. And be like, well, th- I think what we're just going to call that is the 911 rule. Yeah. So it's the nine. It's a 911 rule. It's because, oh, well, what year's your 911? Oh, it's a 97. Oh, but it's the same as the 911. You know, it's still a 911. Right. So 911s were built starting in the 60s, and you know they they go all the way through or whatever. So this is that whole thing. You know, it's the it's the 911. I got a feeling this is the nine because you know that's the inverted porcupine, the pricks on the inside. And when we talk about like that's the people they didn't want to exclude from this event because those are the guys who are going to go out and be like, I'm doing the DGD. As yeah. they're putting on their, you know, Buffy. lace back fucking driving gloves. <laughs> With their yeah. Mont, Mont Blanc pen in their fucking pocket. They Ex- driving gloves on. Absolutely. So there's going to be a lot of tweed in this motherfucker. Um, but it's it's there. So that's a thing. DGD or the Distinguished Gentleman's Drive. That exists. And it's yeah. going on September. I think they are. I think they might be planning on doing it this year. I think they're. You know, kind of getting a late start to it because, you know, it's it's going to be like now, pretty should much. We, should so, we crash it? I mean, With all the mini cars. You yeah. know what? I'm looking through it right now, and I don't see. I, I am not seeing. So, the United States, they've got uh, they've got Albuquerque, New Mexico is going. Austin, Texas going. Baltimore, Boston, Dallas, Evansville, Fort Lauderdale. I don't see anything in here for Cleveland. Nothing in here for Cleveland. So. 
Yeah. And I mean, again, if your car's pre-1980, they don't realize that American cars before 1980 were garbage. I mean, there's a very long window of time between like 68, 69, shit started to drop off pretty quick after that. And then that whole run up until mid-80s, cars were just really, really bad. And I do agree. Like, if you pull up in a 79 Dodge Diplomat, Valari, classic. Oh, a Plymouth Valari? Bring it on, man. Yeah. I have a, I have a line on one. I should get it right now. <laughs> I mean, I look. So I can participate. It's got the desirable slant six in it. Did, did that come with it the Corinthian have. leather seats? <laughs> it has Corinthian leather, too. It has Corinthian leather do you and seats. Wow. Bob, do you, remember, do you remember the glove package. commercial? They'd be like, Oh yeah, what were they called? There was a Corinthian leather. Yeah, yeah. What was that? There were so this is Ricardo Isotoners. 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 But Ricardo Ricardo Montalban. Yeah, Ricardo Montalban was the guy that did. He was a paid spokesperson for Dodge. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Literally, Mr. Rourke from Fantasy Island was was the spokesperson for Dodge when I was growing up, and everything was just this like dripping ethnicity off of his voice yeah. and just with fine Corinthian leather interior. Or he'd say, with a rich Corinthian, Corinthian leather. leather. Yeah. And you just know that like, oh man. What the like, fuck is Corinthian leather? It doesn't vinyl. Ma- yeah, vinyl. Yeah, vinyl. Yeah, yeah. It's a cat from China. Why? Why do you ask? Meow. <laughs> <laughs> And what do the Corinthonians have to do with it? <laughs> right? I, I mean, that is, that's an excellent, what is Corinthian leather? Yeah. It's kosher vinyl. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I can tell you that Ricardo Montalban leaned on plenty of fucking Dodges. Yeah. Leaning on them with his giant wide polyester lapels. Oh, yeah. Massive, massive lapels with rich Corinthian and leather. And haircut. He had the punch. Fucking. It was coined by the advertising agency Bozell in 1974 to describe the leather upholstery used in certain Chrysler luxury vehicles. Although merely a marketing concept, it suggested a premium product. <laughs> and you're exactly right. My favorite commercial was the Arrow commercials. Which Me one? and my arrow. What? Taking the high road. Oh, really? I I, would, I will have to look that up. So, so what is like Corinthian leather actually? It's vinyl. It's just it's, vinyl. No, it's it's leather, it's but it's leather? just it's just a, a type. Of, it was a marketing term for a particular. It was a marketing term coined by Dodge to identify the type of leather that they used. Um, but again, so it means. It's the same company, by the way. Bozell is the same company that came up with the term pork, the other white meat. So <laughs> that was a winner, though. Yeah. So there, there you go. The same guy that came up with pork, the other white meat, is the <laughs> same guy that came up with <laughs> Corinthian. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah. don't forget Carlos's favorite line, right? It's like uh, it's not how you look. It's not how you feel. It's how you how look. You look. Yeah. And you, you look marvelous. Uh, exactly you got laid right. more times with that line, that bastard. I that, tried it. I got my face slapped. Did that guy, I think, what was the guy's name that did that? Because like, I think he got an AVN award. Well, it was for, Billy Crystal. No, no, no. no the, guy, the guy that got the award. Fernando was, what's that? The guy that got the award for the pork, the other white meat. Oh, oh, oh. Bozell. Bozell. Because he, yeah. he also, right. they Bozell. also did a thing for the AVNs. Oh, yeah. And it was like the butt. The, the other, other 
other vagina. The other vagina. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. Uh, oh, okay, now remember to ride fast and drive chances. I can't possibly. I can't possibly. I was trying to think of how to tie it into the distinguished gentleman's drive. Sure, sure. But it's, there you, you know, go. Just ride, drive her yeah. home. Right. Yeah, exactly. This ride fast and take chances, people. Play us out of here, John. That motherfucker went off the rails. Red button. Red button.